0: Hello, Nicholas Cage here. The 700 Taste podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only and may contain adult language and adult content. If you've got if you've got a, a problem with that, stop listening now. Celebrity voices impersonated badly. In 2019, Jasperino purchased 700 VHS tapes at a yard sale for $35. He promptly moved them to a safe house deep in the outlands of the Arizona desert. If you're into nostalgia and you like VHS, and if you can find him, maybe you can listen to the 700 Tapes Podcast.
1: Don't.
2: No, seriously, don't.
1: You don't care. Just don't do it.
2: What's the point? Don't.
1: Don't go see Nicolas Cage movies. Don't. Out of the question. The Wicker Man? One of the biggest financial disasters in American history. Face Off? I mean, I liked Face Off. Really? But I didn't graduate college either. Con Air?
2: Gone in 60 Seconds?
1: (laughs) Hey, if you want to go and sit down in the theater and you like shitting your pants, that's a possibility. If you support feline leukemia, and bleeding out of your fucking eyes. Or if you're like terminally ill. Nick Cage. I mean, did you see next? I don't even know what the fuck that is. It's ridiculous. Bangkok Dangerous? That sounds like a t-shirt company to me. You know what the best part of National Treasure was? There's a map on the back of the Declaration of Independence. Let's follow it to Treasure. Why would you put yourself through that? Ghost Rider? Was that a movie? Did you see it? I saw it. No, I didn't. You don't have to. There's no point. Nick Cage is a legend. That was old school, good Nick Cage. And then he decided to keep existing. It's a bad idea. I wasn't for it. I wasn't like, yeah, let's keep him alive. You don't care. I don't care. Watch Nick Cage for like three hours. This is what fucking happens. I look just like you, Nick. Why? Look at this spaghetti hair. Fuck it. Nick Cage in a wig, again. Who decided to? Oh, he looked. He was. He looked good in Wicker Man. Let's keep putting him in wigs that look really good. Does, does that matter to you? Fuck that. <laughs> Guys, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in here. How is this possible?
3: I'm looking at two identical <laughs> Nick Cages. Well, Seth, I can explain if you just calm down.
4: <laughs> I'm calm.
3: OK, as everyone knows, my dream as an actor is to appear in every film ever released. <laughs> However, until now, I've only been able to muster a measly 90%, bringing shame upon my dojo. Sure, of course. But fortunately, today, science has prevailed, and I'm proud to announce that my cloning experiment has finally come to fruition. I'm sorry, cloning experiment?
2: Uh, Well, that's exactly right, Seth. I am his clone.
3: Oh. Well, that does make sense, because you two are identical. In every way.
2: Not in every way, Seth. Well, while physically we are exactly the same, there are some slight differences personality-wise. Yes, for example, this Nick is calm and stealthy like a ninja warrior. Whereas this Nick is an exaggerated screaming psychopath (laughs) and really just doesn't exist. That's
3: high praise. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just, um, it's not to be missed. For it has the two key qualities of a classic Nick Cage action film. Number one.
2: All the dialogue is either whispered or screamed. And of course, number two. Everything in the movie is on fire.
3: Well, I mean, I have to say it sounds great. Hey, you mind your manners, hair jail.
2: Let's just calm down, Nick. Let's do our self-esteem exercises where we pay each other compliments.
3: All right, very well, I'll begin. I love your sense of humor, dry and marbled like a quality beefsteak. No A1 sauce required for this jester, for the tangy flavor rises from within. Also, I love your scent, musky and masculine, like that of a silverback gorilla in a form-fitting leather jacket. That's high praise. Well, it's easy to support a man with the rugged, smoky features of a cunning cigar store Indian. And eyes that sparkle and pierce the hearts of women, both old and middle-aged alike. And that is the true meaning of Black History Month. I
2: yeah.
3: Nevertheless, the time has come for us to ride on to our next
2: adventure. What is that? We're going to have a three-way with a declaration of independence.
0: Whoa. (laughs) Here we are. Welcome, freaks and weirdos, to the 700 Tapes podcast. Slowing it down a little bit right now. Jasperino with you. As always, with the wind beneath my wings, the man that makes it all worth it, the man the myth, the legacy, oh, Mr. Roman Alvarado. That how was, you doing, sir?
5: Man, that intro was fucking epic, like epic.
0: <laughs> I liked it. I got I, a little bit of the uh, Trisha going on in the background. Look, hmm? I
5: was I was just waiting for Sam Elliott to say Miho. Miho, <laughs> he's all <this> contractors. <laughs> <a laughs> Sam Bagonza. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: As you know, this was the uh, hit song from Con Air, first made famous by Leanne Rimes. I don't know if anybody remembers her, Of course. but I think really, really made famous in this movie by Trisha Yearwood. Anyway, what's going on, guys? Welcome once again, as I said earlier, to the 700 Tapes podcast. We are a VHS review podcast. Everything we review is straight off of VHS. No DVDs, no Blu-rays, no direct-to-video, no video on demand here.
5: No, none.
0: We are purists. I have that VHS tape in front of me. I'm sitting in front of a VCR Mm -hmm. with all of the beautiful tracking lines and static. (laughs) And I got to turn my VCR off because there's something wrong with the way it's hooked up. If I leave it on, every every two minutes it goes (laughs) and scares the crap out of anybody in this room that doesn't know what's going on. So, very, very cool. We hope this finds you guys well. If you guys are still locked in your houses, we hope you're not going stir crazy. I did a video on Instagram earlier this week where I finally broke down and wore a mask. If you guys have not seen that, you should go check it out. Right. But uh how you doing, sir? To
5: be honest, I, I can't complain. You That's know? good. That's good. Like, in the slightest fucking bit, you know, this is definitely um, a therapeutic moment. You know, anytime we get to, you know, bless these mics, it's, uh, it's always a fucking pleasure.
0: Hell so. yeah. And you got a little bit of an upgrade. Hell yeah. I uh, went out this <laughs> week and got Roman a new chair for the yes. podcast studio. Yes. You guys don't see us, but we try to keep everything as transparent as possible. Right. Uh, I, up until this point, had this poor man sitting on a broken kitchen chair, like one of those wooden <laughs> kitchen chairs, but the back was broken off it, and I would kind of had it up here using it as a stool, like if I needed to get up and like clean off the ceiling fan or something, but that's what uh he was sitting on, and I thought surely a man with the moniker of the legacy deserves a comfortable chair so
5: and my my ass you know appreciates it
0: that's awesome, <laughs> so you know give you a little bit of a hook up, you know. <laughs> How can truth. I live without you?
5: Right. <laughs> and you know what's funny about this song? Like it's probably the furthest thing from, you know, this fucking movie. Right. O- outside of him talking to his wife and his his kid.
0: Well, you know, that's his hummingbird.
5: His hummingbird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was my uh that was my very bad Nick Cage impression at the very beginning doing the disclaimer, and I forgot in the disclaimer to say that we do not own the clips to any of the things you're about to hear on this podcast because it's made for entertainment purposes only. Right. So there we go. We got that out of the way. And also get this out of the way, too. If you guys want to follow us on social media on the interwebs, you can find us on Instagram at 700 Tapes. Check us out on Facebook, 700 Tapes Podcast. We also have a group under the same name, 700 Tapes Podcast. Join us, check us out. Find us on Twitter at Jasperino at 700tapes. If you want to drop us a line, suggest a movie, give us some criticism, give us some praise. That's high praise. That's high praise. <laughs> you can find us, uh, 700tapes at gmail.com on your interwebs. Website coming soon, hopefully. Once Jasperino gets his uh, government stimulus money. The
5: stimuli. I'm going to do some
0: upgrades. We were talking, I'm going <laughs> to do some upgrades to the podcast studio. Maybe improve our sound a little bit. Hell yeah! Uh, get, a, get finally get our website off the ground, get our web store going. Nice. I got a lot of good ideas. Yeah, you know, yeah. So uh, my problem has always been I'm the idea guy, uh-huh. and I'm not so good as the follow through guy. Gotcha. So thanks. I've That's always I been come in. I've always been the most successful when uh, I've got a follow through guy that can take my ideas and run with them. You got so, it damn right. Here we go.
5: Wind beneath thine wings. Right.
0: Right. <laughs> So, yes, Con Air, the 1997 classic starring Nicolas Cage. Um, But before we get to that, what have you been doing this week? Did you check anything out?
5: Um, Oh, I actually watched... um uh it's it's a wrestling thing again. Nice. <laughs> so it's called The Dark Side of the Ring. Yes. And um I watched The Macho Man Randy Savage. One.
0: Oh, there's a Macho Man Randy so Savage. He's, he's man. The, I gotta the, catch up on that.
5: He's the first one.
0: Oh, okay. So
5: I was super surprised, right? So oh yeah. Oh
0: yeah, the Macho Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I made myself caught. Look, I I oh felt God. it coming on, so I had to let it right, go. I know. Boom saw ready. ready. <laughs> but yeah, like it's I'm funny because I got a macho man bass. right. I got a macho man right in front of Of the course,
5: of course. So you, clearly, you know, I had to say something right. about so the, the macho s- man. The
0: story of that macho man is I was at Zia Records. There's a plug for you, Mary Papson. Oh. And uh, I keep trying to get her to. I kept trying to get her to uh, sponsor our last podcast too, but it never happened. If Damn. you're listening. I'm still waiting still waiting I love Zia Records anyway Definitely. Zia Records several valley, valley, yeah, I messy. that's why I don't get sponsored <laughs> right. Zia Records several valley locations one near you yeah anyway I was at Zia Records one day checking out and that was sitting by the cash register and I was like dude how much for that macho man Randy Savage and he goes "Oh, I don't know and he looks over at the other cashier he's like what do you want to sell this for and she goes oh five bucks and I went shut up and take my money hey. <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's right so, so
5: the, uh, so the cool thing about uh, watching the the episode of you know of him, um, so I've always thought him and Hulk Hogan were like damn near the same person. Right. Besides, he's a heel compared yep.
0: to Hulk. and the, and he always because Hogan was never much of a wrestler. Right. So Savage was good at making Hogan look good.
5: Right. So they they definitely you know were a, a hell of a tandem. Um, so the. The you know formerly known as w w f right, you know, which is the w w e now um they let him go, right, yeah, so Eric Bischoff, the president of w c w um picked him up, and he's like thirty seven
0: right savage was, yeah, damn, I didn't know he was that young when he picked him up, so he, he i damn. think he
5: picked him up around like thirty seven because because wow. the you know the WWF at the time they were pretty much treating him like a, a ring announcer and shit. Well, that, like that was
0: that was part of the reason, yeah, because McMahon wanted to keep him as an announcer and he wanted to. He wrestle. Still,
5: he still wanted to wrestle, right? So he goes over to WCW, and that's when the whole Slim Jim thing comes, right? Snap into it. So uh, Eric Bischoff is on the on the um, the show, and he's saying he's like. Yeah, with Slim Jim came seven hundred, you know, seven hundred thousand dollars a year just for the endorsement alone. I was nice. like, "Fuck!" With him just being on the roster,
0: right, right.
5: It's like, holy shit! So, um, Jake the Snake is on there talking, and then, what um, uh, passes
0: for talking with Jake the Snake? <laughs> <laughs>
5: um, there's a seg- there's a part where, uh, because because they, they they everybody pretty much had a. A thing saying that uh macho man was kind of not schizophrenic, but he was definitely like he was different borderline he, like he was touched yes that <laughs> and um he was he was like over the top uh paranoid yeah so there was a segment where um they have a a match and it's a snake there's a snake involved right uh uh-huh. so um macho man comes into the the dressing room or whatever before the match and he's like I'm not taking this fucking snake unless it's fixed, right? So he's pretty much saying, because it was a King Cobra. He's okay. Like, oh, okay. He's like, look, this snake better be fucking fixed. Like if no it's, venom. Right. He's like, oh, if man. this snake isn't fucking fixed, you know, we're going to have a fucking issue, right? So he's like, look, there's no way I'm taking, you know, I'm taking a bite from this snake. You take one first. So oh. he makes, he makes, oh. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he made Jake the snake take a bite, right? Wow. So he said... So Jake's like, man, I was pissed off for like 20 minutes because like, he, <laughs> he fucking made me do it. He, so w- while they're wrestling, he, uh, he pulls the snake out, right? And he's like, I gave it a good ass smack on it. So oh. <laughs> just to kind of get back yeah. at right. Savage. <laughs> so when it locks onto him, it locked onto him for like five minutes. It oh wouldn't let God. him go. And he's in agony, and you know, in the fucking oh. ring. So it, it was it was it was pretty badass. The, fun,
0: the great thing is, I remember that when I was a kid. I remember that match. Damn, it's freaking awesome.
5: And then Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. Yeah, was he on there? Yeah, he's he,
0: always he's always got something to say.
5: But he was like, you could tell, like, he you know, among his peers, uh-huh. like he was the guy. Oh yeah, he absolutely. Was, he was he they, like. They, they can never say Macho Man Randy Savage without saying something about charisma, without yep. saying something yep. about, you know, just his presence, his energy.
0: Now, is there a Jake the Snake episode?
5: I don't know. I there, I, didn't see or, I almost
0: think there would have to be. And it if there's would... not, there's going to be one eventually. It has to be. That dude.
5: Yeah.
0: He not only had the hard shit happen, he did some of that shit on camera. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, just yeah. fucked up beyond belief and just like out of his head and trying to do promos. and. Yeah. There's one where he... Oh, yeah. yeah. there's one where Jake the Snake is like, "Yeah, you you want to play 21? I got 22. <laughs> and he's just... You can tell he's stoned out of his mind. But, dude, snake bites are no, no oh, joke. Like, oh, no. We were just talking about this the other night because I used to have snakes. Okay. Um, I mostly had ball pythons. I had a couple of corn snakes. Gotcha. And at one time, I had like four snakes at once. Damn. And... Um, I never got bit, like, on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, it was always when I was feeding them. It was an accident, because you got to kind of put the rat in there and make it dance around a little bit instead of grab it. Right. And, but yeah, I, I've gotten it in my hand a couple times, and their teeth are like little hooks. hmm So, when they hook into you, it's hard to get them off, and then it's, yeah, it's no joke. I've been, I've never been bitten by a cobra. I can imagine something with fangs like that is not oh, the same man. as a poor little docile ball python, but... It still, it leaves you you sore. I can only imagine taking that bite in the arm or wherever it was Savage took it. I think
5: it was was either the arm or, like, the shoulder. One of the cases, I will say
0: this. There are two matches that almost any wrestling fan you talk to will tell you are, like, the greatest of all time matches. Uh Uh-huh. One of them is uh, Randy Savage versus Ricky Steamboat.
5: Uh huh, they show that one.
0: And the other one is Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat. Oh. Yeah, so there's your, if you don't know who Ricky Steamboat is, apparently he's really, really good. He is good. I remember all that as a kid. I remember both those matches. I've been watching wrestling since I was like four years old, Damn. so I remember all the old school stuff. There's, yeah. I was gonna watch
5: Jimmy Snuka Fly. You know, oh super Superfly. Superfly he Snooker- killed.
0: He killed a lady. Yeah. He got away with it.
5: So I was gonna watch and it. They
0: think uh, McMahon helped him cover it up. Um, let me ask you this: in yeah. the Dark Side of the Ring for Man, did they talk about the rumor about him and Stephanie McMahon? No. Okay, there is a widely spread rumor in the wrestling community that Randy Savage slept with Stephanie McMahon either when she was 17 or right after she turned 18. Like She was very, very young, and that's why Vince wouldn't let him wrestle anymore, and that's why when he finally left, Vince never, ever let him come back to the WWE. Damn. Because you think about it, Hogan... Almost got McMahon put in jail over the steroid thing and testified against him in court and everything. And they bring Hogan back like nobody's business because he's a money draw. Well, Savage is a money draw too. Mm-hmm. But you have before he died, you didn't see hiding your hair of him. WWE McMahon won't even say his name.
5: So it it got to the point to so I know uh, Hogan actually you know said the n word. A, yeah, a couple, so a couple years back. Yep. yep. And they. They they pretty much barred him from the WWE. What is it with
0: people? So you had Hogan did that. Uh-huh. Dog the Bounty Hunter did that. Right. Mel Gibson did that. Right. I don't know. Uh, Kramer. Oh, then, yeah. That <laughs> I forgot about him. What's his name? Michael. uh I even whatever tell you his name. Kramer I his, from Seinfeld. His name is Kramer. Yeah. What is that with like? I don't if you're know. famous and you're on the phone with somebody, I'm just going to throw this out and hope that I'm not be recorded. Look, some I don't know.
5: a NASCAR guy did it the other right. day.
0: Well, you remember? Uh, I don't know if you remember. um... Oh, man, the name's going to escape me now. Remember the uh, the uh, Kings of Comedy? uh uh-huh. It was Cedric the Entertainer.
5: Uh, so it's D.L. Hughley, Cedric. D.L. Hughley, that's okay. the one I was thinking of. Okay, thank gotcha. you.
0: Bernie Mac, oh my yeah. God, good shit. Who man. you with? Hey, <laughs> some of my bitch. Anyway, so uh, D.L. Hughley in one of his stand-ups was like, well, you know, people be nice to your face. They wait to say the fucked up shit when they get home. Yeah. You know, so, you know, it's, it's, you know, I guess. It is what it is. I don't is. know. A lot of those old guys, though, that was just a, uh, like an everyday term. Yeah. It wasn't even a slur. A... Definitely. My dad, God rest his soul, who was born in 1926, he, that was just a way you referred to yep. people of color. Like, yep. it, it wasn't no thing. It wasn't insulting. It was just what you said. And I was like, <gasps> mortified every time you said it in front of somebody. I'm like, oh my God.
4: You're like, yeah, no.
0: Yeah, you know. Oh my god man. Oh my god I turned into ma- Little Macho Man Every time I can't believe You just said you that You didn't just say What you said <laughs> That was badass There, If you guys want to see A cool Randy Savage clip Go to YouTube And type in Randy Savage Cream of the crop He does this promo With Mean Gene Okerlund oh, Where shit. he's talking about How he's the cream of the crop mm. But he keeps pulling out These little cups of cream <laughs> and it's like magic like where the hell are they coming from he keeps oh there's another one mean gene and, and he's talking he's just pulling them out and you're like dude what what the how did he do this <laughs> how the
4: fuck did that you know, it was freaking
0: hilarious hell yeah so anyway um you got to shout somebody out
5: don't
4: you
0: i do i have a couple of things i got to do like uh some house cleaning stuff yeah the first thing i want to do is give a shout out to one of our instagram listeners I am really hype on getting you guys involved with this podcast. I want you to contact us, email us, uh, follow us. If you follow us on iTunes, please give us a review. That makes a world of difference of where we end up, like on a search list. Right. Uh, we are on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher, Castbox. I'm still waiting for Pandora to get back to me. They haven't. So.
5: Dang it! Is is Pandora still around?
0: I listen to Pandora all the time, but I know everybody prefers Spotify. But I'm a Pandora guy. But anyway, you? You I might switch. To, I you might got, you know you got the
5: bracelet too? I might
0: switch to Spotify now because Pandora's not getting back to me. But um, we want to get you guys involved with us. We don't want you to just sit and listen. We want you to give your input, right? Good or bad, you know. Right. We, we Good, can take it. Different. We're grown ass men. We right. can take it. Right. You send us an email, uh, Gmail seven uh, hundred tapes at gmail dot Right dn drop something in my dm on right. twitter you know, slide you slide, know, into, slide into them dms get us on the <laughs> ig uh but uh i want to give a shout out to vh movie collector 9 from instagram he's nice quite possibly our youngest fan he's nice. 10 years old and he is an avid vhs collector he is working on his vhs setup his vcr getting it all hooked up and nice. he's a big fan of vhs that horror cool. and i'm all about that so, if you're listening right now, shout out to you, buddy. Thank you very much for listening. Keep it up. Tell all your friends. Get them off the, uh, get them off the PS4 and into the uh, VHS. Right. See, yeah. I threw that in there.
5: Easy peasy.
0: Right? All right. I got one thing I got to correct. And all I'm a right. little embarrassed. All right. I got a little egg on my face here. Oh, as man. Th- at, Okay. So, our last episode was The Crow. Right. And as coincidence would have it, well, I really don't believe in coincidence, but... Neither do I. There's a show on Shudder really? called uh, Cursed Movies. Okay. And it's about oh, yeah, 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 movies yeah. that they, have a curse stigma about them. They
5: were just, it just, it just uh, came up, I think, like the last three weeks or something
0: Yep, like that. and one of the episodes was The Crow. Really? Yes. And I think it's a cool show because I started watching it thinking it was going to be all about this happened. And that happened on the set. And it's unexplained. And we don't know why. But it's actually debunking the idea of the movie being cursed
5: wow
4: and i actually
0: think that's kind of cool because I, yeah. especially on shutter i wasn't expecting that Hell yeah. you know i was like oh wow every episode pretty much is they've been talking to the guys behind the scene they're like we know what the rumor is that's not what happened here's what happened you know blah 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 but um one of the recent episodes was the crow and it was like two days after we had done the podcast i was like Damn. oh i should have watched this before the podcast that would have right. been awesome so i watched it And I found out, because obviously the people at Shutter do their research better than Jasperino does, and it's going to blow you away, and I think it's going to blow everybody away, because this is one of those um, accepted beliefs Uh, that didn't happen.
5: Hello, Clary.
0: Bruce Lee did not die the same way Brandon Lee did.
5: Really? Yes. I I thought, I know, uh, well... So let me say
0: this. Number one, my first correction is, it was not the Chinese connection, it was Game of Death that he died in. Yep, okay. So I was wrong on that. I'm not too, I'm a big enough man I can... Admit what I'm wrong. It right. was a uh, game of death. Um, in Game of Death, there's a scene where they kill him by putting the a ice. real bullet oh, okay. in the gun and use it during a shootout scene and kill him in the movie. Gotcha. That's how Bruce Lee dies in, in that, that movie, movie. Okay. in almost the same exact way that Brandon Lee died on The Crow. Still making it incredibly weird. Right. But Bruce Lee, I guess, um, died in an apartment um, because the paramedics didn't get to him on time. He had like a stroke or a heart attack because while he was filming, he did die filming Game of Death, Uh but that wasn't the scene that he died. He wasn't filming when he died. Damn. He, I didn't know this, he had had his sweat glands removed. So that he would, remember in his earlier movies, he was always sweaty. Right. And he'd be all cut up and sweaty and doing that bounce around thing. You know, he had his sweat glands removed so he would look better on camera and he wouldn't be all sweaty. So he got extremely overheated. He had
5: like a heat stroke or something? That's
0: what they think. And he went back to, the, to this, I think, if I remember right, it was a mistress's apartment. Gotcha. It, yeah. And uh, that's where he died. And they called the paramedics and the paramedics didn't get there on time. Damn. So there's a correction on so, that. So how Thank the fuck? You shutter.
5: How the fuck do you take your sweat glands out?
0: Um, I don't know, but apparently it's possible. I mean, you can take a because I've always wanted to do this. You can buy a skunk and have the scent gland removed, so it can't spray you, and you yeah. can have a pet skunk. That's tough. I always thought that'd be cool, just because everybody would freak out when you come in. No fucking skunk! Right. You know. <laughs> um. So yeah, pepe, I guess if pepe you right. Mon cherie, come with me to the Casbah. We will really make beautiful music together. Anyway. Uh, 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 that's the He always made that noise. Right. Freaking masher. <laughs> oh, shit. I heard Pepe Le Pew is going to be running for president. Oh, sorry. It's, Damn. You know, wait on politics. Right, Damn. Throw my clips in where I can. Damn. Anyway. <laughs> So anyway, no, I'm not going to say that. Anyway, I was going to say glands. something disparaging on the other side to, to even it out, but that's too far. Anyway, it's all good. It's all so, good. So, um, yeah, I guess if you have enough money, you can get any kind of elective surgery.
5: That's crazy as fuck. So you remember
0: the rumor years and years ago, like 20 years ago or so, when Marilyn Manson just first came yeah, out? took his ribs They were saying he had his lower ribs removed so, so he could, could suck, suck his own dick. dick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, I guess, is an urban legend. That didn't happen. Oh shit! But everybody bought it because it's Marilyn Manson. Why wouldn't he do that? All right, so let you know? me. So,
5: I, I, I assume there's you know fucking footage of this, but Ozzy Osbourne biting a bat's head off. Oh no, that happened. Okay, that
0: cool. actually happened, and he bit the head off a dove also. A dove? Yeah. When doves cry? Yeah, Dave, boy, that dove wasn't <laughs> crying very long. Maybe when, I'm just like Ozzy. <laughs> when doves die? <laughs> my man right up there oh yeah. yeah purple rain so my rain. my
5: uh my motorcycle is purple and that's what i've named oh, it oh that's purple awesome rain.
0: i can make you a oh you can make yourself a sticker you damn i gotta right. like, make you a sticker what <laughs> am i talking about All as right. if you guys didn't know roman is actually our sticker guy when yes. we start doing stickers which we will I actually have a i don't know if you saw it on my truck i have a uh prototype sticker
5: nice on my
0: truck that says 700 tapes podcast oh,
5: shit.
4: it's got
0: a michael myers face next to it i was just kind of screwing F- around at work fucking around yeah i cut one out put it on there nice but um when we start doing merch uh, a lot of that's going to come from roman and the shop that he works at hell yeah so we do everything ourselves yes like, i'm gonna sell a bunch of my diy do-it-yourself shit on the website when i get it going i make i make stickers also and keychains and nice Bookmarks and all kinds of stuff made by our own faithful little hands to yours. There you go. Because at the 700 Tapes Podcast, we love you.
5: Yeah. We don't How do we around. live
0: without you?
5: We don't fuck around.
0: How do I live <laughs> without you? Anyway. All right. So I, I got. I have a couple of announcements about the next episode. Do you think I should do it now or should I wait till the end of the show?
5: Hmm. I think we should probably jump into this a little bit.
0: All right. Yeah. So, okay. So, let's do this then. Um, What do we want to do first? I got a lot of stuff here. All right. For the first time, I've got a couple of audio clips also of the movie.
5: Oh, shit. Just
0: because uh, some of this was too sweet to just write down and reread. Hell, yeah. But uh, let's go ahead and do... uh, Hmm... I'm trying to stall as I click my buttons here, because we do everything real-time here. Yeah. That's 700 tapes. We don't screw you guys around. We're going to do a little thing right now called... The The Tale Tale. of the The tape. Pumped up action, People Magazine explosive the denver post from the hit making producer of the rock and crimson tide comes the hard-hitting blockbuster con air starring academy award winner Nicolas cage face off the rock john kuzak gross point blank and john malkovich in the line of fire A prisoner parolee, Cage, on his way to freedom, faces impossible odds when the maximum security transport plane he's on is skyjacked by the most vicious criminals in the country, led by the infamous murderer, Cyrus the Virus Grissom Malkovich. Buckle up and hang on as explosive, high-flying action soars to new heights and delivers high-caliber motion picture entertainment. A pure adrenaline rush, 60-second preview. That, my friends, is the back of the VHS tape for Con Air.
5: Holy shit.
0: Dude, some guy has a really, really fun job. Holy shit. Right? Like, you're excited to see this movie now. Like, oh, man. Yeah,
5: you fucking read the shit out of that. Thank you. Like, holy shit.
0: I was tempted to try to read it as Nicolas Cage, but I thought that would be pushing it after my intro. Definitely. I would have lost it somewhere halfway through there. (laughs) I always somehow turn into Elvis, which is funny because Nicolas Cage played Elvis in Uh, that one Vegas movie. Was
5: it uh,
0: 3,000 Miles of Graceland? Yeah. Was that it or was it Leaving Las Vegas? Shit, I don't know. I don't know.
5: I just remember there was a a fucking Graceland movie, so I think that
0: might be it. I thought that was... Was that Kevin Costner? Was Kevin Costner in an Elvis movie? Let's
5: see.
0: Hang on, what's it called? 3,000 Miles? Are you Googling it right now? Yeah, you can Google it. All right, no, go ahead. You do the Google, and I'll do the... We'll we'll work this from one side. I'll work it from the other. So, this movie stars Nicolas Cage, of course, as Cameron Poe. Cole Meany as Duncan Mallory. Cole Meany, uh, who I will refer to in my notes from here on forward... As Chief O'Brien, because he played Chief O'Brien on Star Trek The Next Generation. Um, well,
5: it's, it's Kurt Russell and Kevin Costner.
0: Oh, I was right. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
5: So what was I the other don't one?
0: think I ever saw that. Neither did I. Leaving Las Vegas was the All other right, one, I think. So let's see. Leaving this Las- also stars Mikel Williamson as Baby O, uh, Nick Chinland. John Malkovich, of course. Cyrus the Virus. Bing Rames as Diamond Dog.
5: It is definitely leaving Las Vegas. Oh, it was
0: Nicolas Cage. Yep. No. As and as, from what I remember, he is batshit crazy that entire movie.
5: Yeah, this little tra- this little clip. He, he he has the fucked up face.
0: Right. So yes, the, for the, sure. The, the crazy Nicolas Cage face. We've got Dave Chappelle as Pinball. Um, Steve Come Bu- on, man. Steve Buscemi. In all his Steve Buscemi greatness, as Garland Green, the serial killer, Danny Trejo as Johnny Twenty Three, um, John Kuzak, of course, is Vince Larkin. This movie was filmed in nineteen ninety seven. Um, it cost seventy five million dollars to make. It grossed its opening well. Its opening weekend it made twenty four million dollars, um, but its cumulative worldwide gross was two hundred and twenty four million. So, I would call this a blockbuster hit. Damn. 224 off 75? Hell yeah. And just in the US, it was 101. So. Which is funny because this movie gets a lot of shit. A lot of people, like if you heard in the opening clip, you know, Con Air. That actually was a funny clip I found. That's a bunch of celebrities talking Talk about Nicolas Cage. like. I think you kind of heard one of them was Courtney Cox. It was kind of obvious. Right. Leo DiCaprio was in there. Was it? Yeah, a couple other guys. Leo DiCaprio was the guy who was like, the biggest financial failure in U.S. history or whatever, talking about. um, (laughs) Wicker Man. Wicker Man. Oh, my God, the bees, not the bees. (laughs) Have you ever seen that movie?
5: I've never.
0: Oh, Wicker Man is awesome. So, it is a remake of like a 1967 movie. Uh Uh-huh. About a guy that goes to this island. He's like a reporter or he's an investigator. He's a private investigator looking for somebody's daughter or something. But he gets to this island it's all women. There's no men on the island. It's all women. They're witches, he finds out later. And they do a harvest for, um, I think it's Maybon, where they burn the wicker man. And they have to have a sacrifice in it because the bees have stopped making honey. And they think oh, if they she- make a sacrifice, the bees will start making honey again. So there's literally, and I found this. um, (coughs) There was no way to convey this to audio. But I found a, have you ever heard the videos like on YouTube? Like they've got one, it's four minutes of just Michael Jackson going, "Ooh, (laughs) shaman, just making grunting noises for like four minutes. There's another one of of Arnold screaming for seven minutes. Ah! (sighs) From every movie. It's like every (laughs) Arnold scream from every movie. Well, this one is. Best Nicholas Cage freakouts. Oh shit. But there was no way to convey that in audio. You had to watch it. Cause there's one there's a couple of scenes from the wicker man. Uh-huh. He comes down the stairs, there's a woman standing there, and he just decks her in the mouth. <laughs> oh shit. Because when he finds out what's going on, he's just trying to get away. And they've got him in a bear suit at one point. You've got to see the movie. It's so surreal. I'm have to watch he's now? in a fucking bear suit and he's running down the road. Just cold And every woman he comes across. <laughs> bah, bah. <laughs> and then there's the part at the end. They have him. They've captured him. They put like this bird cage on his head and they dump a beehive in it. Oh, and he's extremely sh- allergic to bees. He talks about that earlier in the movie as an allergic bee allergy and he's screaming, oh, God, no, the bees, not the bees. <laughs> it is great. I love Nicolas Cage freakouts. Um, I, I love them more than I should, I think. So here's a few facts about the movie. Dave Chappelle improvised most of his lines in this movie. That's
4: badass.
0: Um, John Malkovich was unhappy during production because the script was being rewritten virtually every day and he had no idea how his character was going to turn out. Damn, that's got to make it hard to uh,
5: stay in character. Yeah, like, to, yeah. Well,
0: what's my motivation or what's what's happening? Right. Um, John Kuzak allegedly dislikes this movie so much he refuses to be interviewed about it. <laughs> Damn. I tell you, people, people give this movie. Oh my god. <coughs> Macho Man Randy Savage really fucked up my throat.
5: Oh
4: yeah. You may need to
0: talk for a did. second so I can take a drink. It here,
5: definitely right? did. Ooh. Oh. Your throat is
0: all messed up Oh my god yeah it's all scratchy now I fucked it up How did he do that for 30 years Look
5: I don't know And the crazy thing is I think he was like uh, Ryan Reynolds said uh, When he was uh, filming Blade Uh He's like I never met Wesley He's like I I met Blade Oh that's cool So I think he, you know, Macho Man has been in in character, you know, his whole
0: right. time. Oh yeah! Well, well, it's crazy because you said he well, was—he he was thirty-seven when he went to WCW. He was younger I'm, than me, if I'm not mistaken. WCW, which is crazy because <coughs> Macho Man has looked like he was forty yeah. since like
5: 1983.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he was fucking that. Oh yeah! I remember. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! You're gonna die! I'm gonna excuse us, folks. Sorry about that. <laughs> I remember watching the WrestleMania where he married Miss Elizabeth.
5: Yeah, so they so you they know. they talk about that and uh they were they were already married seven years prior. Oh too. yeah, yeah, that but, was all work. But actually doing that, um, because they were saying that Miss Elizabeth was like she's the first lady of wrestling. Yep. Um, but she's not in the wrestling hall of fame because no, she's the way not she a wrestler.
0: Once well, the way she died also. And, I'll I
5: bet know. say with um. She was with Lex Luger.
0: Yes, yes. Lex Luger's fucked up yeah. now. If you see him, like it's crazy seeing him in the nineties. Like there, he used to brag that it, he had four percent body fat mm-hmm. in the nineties. He was so buff, and then you see him now, and he's just like this shriveled up little old man that can barely walk, and he's on a cane. And dude,
5: they, don't
0: don't do crack, ladies and gentlemen. They
5: said he was supposed to be the second coming of Hulk yeah. Hogan.
0: Yeah. And, um, yeah, we were talking about this right before we got on here mm. about crack. Uh-huh. Because we ta- uh, my lady's downstairs watching Romeo Must Die with uh, DMX. Right. And we were talking about because DMX used to live here in the outlands of Arizona.
5: Uh-huh.
0: And he had some trouble a few years back because he was doing 100 miles an hour at 3 o'clock in the morning on the 101 freeway. And then just had a lot of legal troubles here. And I think your your words were like, he had to get the fuck out. <laughs> he had to get <laughs> the fuck out. So, so we're,
5: a, a guy in... Um, and Lake Havasu. He said, "People come here on vacation, leave on probation."
0: Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's absolutely true.
5: That is Arizona for yeah, you.
0: Because he, you were saying about how he got fucked up on the crack, and I was oh, like, "Oh, man. connected to Conair here." Because right. Dave Chappelle's in the movie. The same thing happened to Dave Chappelle. Right. And we were talking about how he, when he made his comeback on Netflix, he was a different person. You could tell he'd been through something life-changing. Weathered, yeah. weathered, for sure. And he was still funny, but he wasn't the same. Like, Kooky funny. it was yeah. it was more stern. Right, like he'd lived through something. And so, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is the PSA brought to you by the 700 Tapes Podcast and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Stay off the crack. Crack is whack. Right? R.I.P. Whitney Houston. Don't do crack.
5: <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug.
0: Cocaine is. Like cocaine and cocaine accessories. <laughs>
5: propane,
0: propane. You must buy.
5: You must buy. You must buy. Propane.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, I had. I got to do this now. I hope I don't get it. Oh, here we go. Here we go. This is
4: is crack <laughs> rock cocaine it isn't glamorous or cool or kid stuff uh-uh. it's the most addictive kind of cocaine and it can kill you what's really bad is nobody knows how much it takes
0: let me show so you every
4: time oh. you use it you risk dying it isn't worth it
0: <laughs> look is this is this pretty much he wants to be cool it has to be but doing it with crack isn't this is just wrong. Herman could be dead rock. It's not Harvey. Oh, my God. Right? Don't even try it, it says. Don't even try it. The thrill can kill. <laughs> so there's your PSA about crack. So what they don't tell you is uh, Pee Wee Herman left the set, and they were like, okay, guys, where's the crack at, guys? <laughs> where's Pee Wee? <laughs> oh on, crack. Oh, my God. That was pretty good. That was funny. That's the first one I pulled up, so right. I just went with it. So, anyway. Yeah, don't do crack. Don't do crack. So, on this VHS, let's talk about the previews I got. All right. So, on, is this a re-release? Um, I don't think so, actually. Gosh. I don't have any... I didn't have any... Uh, because it said something about the
5: Rock on there. Is the is the Rock, the rock came out before the previous? This. Okay. Oh,
0: because actually, thank you for telling me that. That's actually in my trivia here. Mm-hmm. Um, it said that what was it? Um, Face Off, oh. The Rock, and Con Air are considered among Nicolas Cage fans to be the holy trinity of Nicolas Cage movies.
5: Yeah, it sounds about right.
0: I thought that was pretty funny.
5: Uh, to be honest, that sounds about right. Because you got to think that's that's prime ass Nicholas Cage.
0: Oh, you know what? Let me do this before I do the uh, before I tell you what previews I got. Let me finish the trivia. I got a little lost on that because I wanted to do this with you. Because there's a, a shit ton of celebrities here mm. that were gonna be in this movie. If this is like a star pack movie already, definitely. There's a shit ton that were gonna be in it that were not. Um, for instance, Willem Dafoe and Mickey Rourke auditioned for the part of Cyrus.
5: Damn.
0: During Rourke's audition, he improvised by producing a razor short Bowie knife, both terrifying and impressing the director. Though suitably impressed, they decided to catch, cast John Malkovich instead. Damn. Mickey Rourke, I don't know, but I could totally see Willem Dafoe. Yeah. In the uh, in the uh, Cyrus the virus role. Um. There's another one here. Okay. But Mickey
5: Mickey Rourke could have definitely been in the movie just as... Mickey Rourke could have been in the movie as as one of the convicts. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So, Gary Oldman was the first choice to play Cyrus the Virus Grissom. They had work? I think it would have been a different, a very different Cyrus the Virus. I think Malkovich was perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Willem Dafoe, I think, would have been perfect. Gary Oldman is more of a sinister like uh-huh. malkovich was sinister but he was like i don't know how to I'll describe fucking it kill you yeah like right don't, don't cross right.
5: me bitch i'll kill you
0: so there was a long line of actors that they considered for this role not that audition uh-huh. only Willem defoe and uh what's his face harley davidson
4: <laughs> auditioned
0: <laughs> besides john malkovich but there was a bunch of actors they wanted I'm going to read you this list, and I want you to, just, after each name, just say yes or no, whether you think it would have been a good Cyrus the Virus. So, Gary Oldman. Yes. Okay, Kevin Bacon. Yes. Alec Baldwin. No. George Clooney. No. Robert De Niro. No. Michael Douglas. Yes. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus, <laughs> <laughs> No. James Gandolfini. Uh,
5: no, because any time you think of him, you think of fucking... You think of uh the Sopranos. Sopranos. Like there's no like he's He is Tony Soprano. How about to say he's he's just that's it. Right.
0: Uh, so no. Ed Harris. No. Rudger Hauer. No. William Hurt. Maybe. Michael Keaton.
5: Uh that's kinda hard.
0: Michael Keaton's a yes for me. Yeah, I that's what totally that's what I'm saying.
5: It. Like like seriously, because i think of Heat. Well, let me know? tell
0: you about this. You saw Spider Man, right? Right. The not the what was it? Spider Man Homecoming. Uh-huh. Was that Homecoming? That's the first one oh, was I was, like, was
5: when you said so I was thinking when you said Michael Keaton I was thinking um uh Val Kilmer
0: Oh Val Kilmer So
5: yes for sure Michael Keaton hell yes Michael
0: Keaton was vulture Is, in what was yes. it Homecoming or um, far from oh, Homecoming
5: Yes Of let
0: course Let me tell Batman, you of Let course. me tell you though watching Spider-Man Homecoming uh-huh. I watched it in the theaters when he figured out that Peter Parker was Spider-Man and he was looking at in him the in the mirror? rearview oh, mirror shit I almost shit my pants. Yeah. I was like,
4: oh, oh.
0: holy fuck. Right? Get the fuck out of there, Peter. Get the fuck out. Dude, he was so sinister. And that look on his Dude, holy crap. He yes. scared me. Yes. He scared me. So, yes, that's a big yes on Michael Keaton.
5: I don't know why I was thinking Val Kilmer, no. but I, I, it has to be the Who, Batman surprisingly,
0: K. is not on this list. Right. Uh, Michael Madsen. No. Jack Nicholson. He was almost too old. He's
5: way too old. So no. Sean Penn. Yes.
0: Ron Perlman.
5: I don't know if I can.
0: I, I'm really sad now that Ron Perlman was not in this movie as yes. something because he would have fit right in.
5: Him and Malkovich together. Yes.
0: Ron Perlman, I think, could have been the Bobby Badstone, oh, whatever what I, the guy in that gets impaled with the pipe. Mm-hmm. He's like, just put the bunny back in the box. <laughs> um, Tim Robbins. No. T- Tom Sizemore. <laughs> no. John Travolta.
5: Maybe.
0: Peter Weller. No. And Bruce Willis.
5: I'm going to even say no for Bruce Willis.
0: Bruce Willis, I think, um, they could not put Bruce Willis in this movie. No. He would have blown everybody, everybody else. The the, yeah. Because He was too, he was too know, big. Kind of he shit. was too big, I think, for this movie.
5: Yeah, because you got to think, he's, he's done all the diehards. He would have
0: totally upstaged Nicholas Cage, three Malkovich, up to this point, everybody. I think. Uh, and this was 1997? So, so, I think, yeah, we did have Die Hard 3 by 97. Um, that was the one with Samuel L. Jackson, right? Was that I the th- one with Samuel L. Jackson? I think
5: so. Uh, Where they put
0: him in the middle of the hood with the I yes. Hate and We're in Hunnies. Oh, my God. Um,
5: and then there's uh, what, maybe Tears of Sun is around this time as well. Oh, uh, that was a good movie. So, he's fucking huge. There's no, okay. there's no, that and just the, his his approach to movies. Yeah. Nah. It did, nah. All right.
0: So, here are some people that were considered for the part of Vince Larkin. Uh, that's John Cusack's character. Robert Downey Jr.
5: Yes. Charlie I Sheen. I can even see that.
0: Yeah. Matthew Broderick. Maybe. I think it's a no on Matthew Broderick. I, I think would say Ro- maybe. Robert Downey Jr., I think, could sure. not have been in this movie for the same reason. Yes, because even though he wasn't the mega star he is now, right. he's always had that screen Persona. presence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He'd, have, he'd have stolen the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Charlie Sheen, I think, could have done a good job, too. Yes. All right. Here is the list of actors that were considered for Cameron Poe, which was obviously played by Nicolas Cage. We'll do the same thing, yes or no. <laughs> Stephen Baldwin.
5: No.
0: William Baldwin.
5: So Steve is from uh, the vampire movie, right? Ye-
0: no, that's Daniel.
5: Or is, or is he from Backdraft? <coughs>
0: Backdraft. Daniel was from no, hell no. vampires. Hell no. um, And then William Baldwin was the one from the Flintstones, I think. Billy Baldwin.
5: Oh, no. He <laughs> he. Barney Rubble. Barney Rubble, hell okay.
0: no. Tom Cruise. no. Johnny Depp. No. Dolph Lundgren. No. Brad Pitt.
5: Uh, no.
0: He couldn't have done it for the same he reason. the same
5: reason. That's why I was like, ah.
0: Keanu Reeves. No. Kurt Russell. Maybe. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Maybe. No. This whole movie would have changed if yeah. it was Arnie. Steven Seagal. <laughs> That's a
5: laughable no. Right. <laughs> Sylvester
0: Stallone. No, Jean Claude Van Damme. Uh, if he t- if he could talk better, right? And again, Bruce Willis. Damn, they, they really want, wanted they Bruce Willis. Say, huh? so, so get this. Kid Rock, based American badass, the song on uh-huh. Cameron Poe. <laughs> <laughs> ah, am Damn. American, American badass. badass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, of course he did. You
5: want some Wham and French fries, right?
0: <laughs> So um, <laughs> Tim Roth was the first choice for the part of Garland, the Marietta Mangler Green, played by Stu Buscemi. Um, Look, that
5: so you got to think, you know, fucking. I I like Tim Roth.
0: I love Tim Roth, you know? and I think he would have done a great job. Hell yeah! As creepy as Bushimi? no, no. But there is a movie called Oh my god, I'm gonna fuck it up. I think it's called. Uh, I don't remember what it's called. He's epileptic mm. and he's not sleeping. And it is such a bizarre bizarre movie and I can't remember what it's called. It'll come to me halfway through the show probably, but it's a good movie. It came out in the 90s. He's also in this really good um anthology movie called Four Rooms. Oh shit. Done by Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez.
5: Oh
4: shit.
0: Um of from Dust to Dawn fame. Right. Um he plays a bellhop and it's all every story is something crazy that happens in the hotel that he has to deal with throughout the night as far as so uh, Antonio Banderas and Melanie Griffith are rich people staying in the hotel they leave their kids in the room by themselves so they can go party and the kids find that there's a dead hooker under the bed and they're trying to figure out what to do with it another story is Madonna is the leader of a coven of witches that are trying to do a ceremony where they need Human, they need a man's sperm oh. as one of the ingredients, and the girl that was supposed to get it forgot it. So they're trying to get it from Tim Roth. Oh damn! <laughs> and then one of the other ones, the very end, Tarantino's acting it, and so is Bruce Willis. There are a group of gamblers that are addicted to gambling and they gamble on everything. I I bet you're not gonna blah blah. So they come up with a stupid bet that because uh, one of them keeps bragging. I can't remember. I think it's. Quentin Tarantino keeps bragging about his lighter
5: uh-huh.
0: it lights every time it lights every time so they make a bet one of the guys puts his hand down and they get Tim Roth with a meat cleaver and they're like the bet is that this lighter will light four times in a row if it does not light one of the four times you chop his pinky off oh and shoot. we'll give you $500 so they got 500 bucks on the table laying there the guy's hand is there and this is the end of the movie so Tim Roth's been through all this other shit in the in this movie, and he's just fed up and he he's going crazy. The very first pull on the lighter, it doesn't light. He instantly brings it down, chops the guy's finger off, sweeps the money off the table, and walks out of the room.
4: <laughs> That's
0: the end of the movie, and I didn't spoil anything because you want to see the rest of it. Oh left. my god, it's amazing. But yeah, Tim Roth's awesome. He's also um um In the beginning scene of Pulp Fiction. Of course. Everybody be cool, it's a fucking robbery! (laughs) And, of course, he's in Reservoir Dogs. He was the undercover cop. Yeah, I think Tim Roth would have... I think he'd have been okay. Yeah. But after seeing Steve Buscemi, it's kind of... There's no other person that could have done it, I don't think.
5: Yeah. I'm like, outside of Steve Buscemi being funny...
0: Right. That is him. Fucking creepy. That
5: is him. Like, that is... He is... He is that guy Absolutely. with the whole world in his hand.
0: <laughs> so, um, the, uh, how do I live? The song from this movie was nominated for both an Oscar as Beth, Be- Beth, <laughs> Beth. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, channeling my inner Mike Tyson, my inner <laughs> Mike Tyson, uh, the song, how do I live? Was nominated for both an Oscar as best original song. And for a Razzie for Worst Original Song.
5: <laughs> razzie.
0: And it won neither award. Damn.
5: How, a- do you, how don't you win a Razzie? Right,
0: right? Damn. A- according to Danny Trejo, there was a lot of tough guy competition on the set. For example, when one guy would spit on the floor, everybody else would immediately imitate it and try to spit farther. Yeah. it's pretty funny. So uh, we'll talk about this in the movie a little bit. Uh, when Sweet Home Alabama's playing, playing, uh, Steve Buscemi says define irony a bunch of idiots dancing around on a plane to a song made famous by a band that died in a plane crash several members of leonard skinner died on a plane crash on october 20th 1977 they actually had to change the street survivors cover of leonard skinner because the original cover that had just come out had the band standing there with a Big ass fire behind them, so it looked like they were all on fire. So they had to go back and re-release the album without the fire. So if you've got the Street Survivors cover with the fire on it, it's worth a shit ton of money. Especially if you, yeah. So,
5: damn.
0: Um, the car the DEA agent Duncan Malloy drives is a 1967 Corvette Stingray. Uh huh. At the time of filming, it would have been retailed at thirty eight thousand dollars.
5: Yeah, that fucking car now.
0: Right. So this was 1997. So yep, that's that. So okay, now let's jump into the uh, previews I got here. The first preview I got on this VHS uh-huh. was for Jackie Brown. Hey, have you seen Jackie? You've seen Hell Jackie. Yeah, oh my course. God! We know if you know anything about course. me and my history with Pam Greer.
5: Pam Greer, for sure.
0: A lady, I don't know what it is, but she, oh my Hot
5: god, mama.
0: I melt when I see her. I'm like, uh, remember, a Nutty Professor, the grandma who's talking <laughs> about Merv Griffin? He's the only white man that could ever make me moist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jackie Brown, fucking cool, cool preview. It made me want to watch the movie.
5: Look, I actually looked, I was looking up something the other day, and, the, and it ran across the screen. And I was like, I'm going to have to watch that shit again.
0: You know, out of the, you know, it's, okay, so if you've got Pulp Fiction Reservoir Dogs, Jackie Brown in uh-huh. succession, that's the one I've watched the least is Jackie Brown. Gotcha. And I need to give it a little more because it's, it's a really, really good movie. Oh, yeah,
5: for sure.
0: Okay, the second preview is for Armageddon. Sweet. Also with Steve Buscemi. He's and
5: Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis.
0: <laughs> Steve Buscemi actually has the best line in that whole movie because he wasn't—he didn't care if he made it back, and Right. he was like, "I just spent a hundred thousand dollars that I got from a bookie on a stripper named Molly Mounds. I'm not really excited about going back." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we got Armageddon. Um, nothing to lose you remember this movie? Of course. Tim Robbins and Martin Lawrence? Of course. I love that movie. So in this movie, uh, Tim Robbins thinks his wife's cheating on him, and (laughs) I don't want to give anything away, but he's all pissed off about it, and Martin Lawrence tries to carjack him, and hilarity ensues. Of course. So then we got the preview for one of the greatest Jackie Chan movies of all time, Operation Condor. Nice. Now I want to take a minute here. Let's take a moment of... Revered silence. I'm just kidding. Um, I want to play you the trailer for Operation Condor because I think it is indeed the perfect movie trailer. Check this out. An international terrorist organization is about to seize a fortune in stolen gold. In their hands, it would be the ultimate weapon. And the only one that can stop them is a secret agent (laughs) codename...
2: Condor.
0: But on this mission, Jackie Chan won't be going in alone.
3: No. Action takes flight Jackie Chan in his most dangerous Mission ever
0: Operation Condor Had enough? <laughs> no nope. Oh my god That is quite possibly the perfect movie trailer It's got <laughs> the movie guy voice It's got <laughs> <laughs> psh, 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 psh. Right that it, was
5: like 7 seconds of... It's got
0: chicks with their cow getting ripped off and they're topless But you only see them from behind It's got a bomb that doesn't blow up Then it blows up Got Jackie Chan jumping around. Oh my God. It's like the movie trailer. (laughs) So after that, so after that absolute excitement, and I'm all pumped up and wanting to watch Operation Condor, I get the freaking trailer for G.I. Jane. Uh, Suck my dick. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only thing I remember from the movie. I actually wrote next to G.I. Jane. (laughs) Oh my God. So I just, yeah, what's her name? Um, Uh,. Bruce Willis's wife. <laughs> Fuck. Oh man, I can't remember now. It's, it's it was not Portman. A, um, no, no, it's a, uh Oh, I can't believe this. Damn it. Anyway, GI Jane. There you go. Suck my dick. Right, right.
5: I was like, "Boo!" <laughs>
4: it
0: was um I know her name too, and I just uh anyway. After that, we got a preview for Prophecy. There's a lot of previews on this. Prophecy 2. Which is a cool Christopher Walken movie? Hell yeah! Have you seen those movies? Demi Moore. There we Demi go. Demi Moore. There you go.
5: Um, of course, the first one.
0: Oh yeah, it's awesome.
5: Know, um, the first okay. one for sure, and then I think what after the second one they were all straight to DVD. Yeah, absolutely. If not the second one being straight to DVD. Let's
0: go back to how much Demi Moore sucks. Uh, suck, my real quick. Dick. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so I was never. I've never been a Demi Moore fan. No, I, I don't remember any movie she's been that I liked. I wasn't interested in G.I. Jane. Then she tried to do that stripper movie. I don't know if this was before or after that. Remember that stripper movie? Yeah. Uh, there's as you all know, if you're a real VHS fan, there is only one stripper movie. And it's Showgirls.
5: Aw, oh, I thought we were going to say Coyote Ugly.
0: That's not a real stripper movie. That's <laughs> no. That movie sucks ass. Hell no, H2O. <laughs> but I want you to know that we will be covering... Showgirls at some point, badass. Because I not only have the R-rated version, I have the NC-17 rated version of VHS. Very, very proud of that. Boobs. The big difference is, I think, is the uh, swimming pool sex scene, which is absolutely wonderfully ridiculous. (laughs) But we will be covering that at some point. Nice. Um, After Prophecy Two, I got. Here's how it starts. Michael Dudikoff is back. It's a movie called Bounty Hunters. If you don't know who Michael Dudikoff is, he is the star of the American Ninja movies, which if you look to wow. your left, you will see American Ninja 1, 2, and 3 on my VHS shelf because they're wonderfully <laughs> awful. Although I don't think Dudikoff was in 3. Bo Svenson, I think, took over and was in Part 3 because it was too much even for Dudikoff. So then we got an ad for the Con Air soundtrack, um, which is... I don't think in any way was as big a hit as the Crow soundtrack, but it had a couple of uh couple of good things on it. Yeah, they're packed in there a little tight. You got to kind of work it out. Amer- he's pulling out the American ninja. It's exactly what it looks like. Michael Dudikoff. Michael Dudikoff, and I think it was Bo Fenton in, in part three actually. So there was a movie called Bounty Hunters, and I don't know. Anyway, so there's an ad for the Con Air soundtrack. And then, very weird, there was an ad for, remember The Practice that yes. show on NBC? It was a fucking ad for The Practice. That's why I think this was actually a, a VHS from the year it was released, because that's when The Practice was really big. And, you know, Dylan McDermott and Laura Flynn Boyle. I remember Laura Flynn Boyle mostly from Men in Black 2. Right. And she was married to Harrison Ford. And I, then, uh,
5: I definitely did not know that. Really?
0: Yeah. And then Dylan McDermott, of course, American Horror Story, period.
5: Oh, that's it? I'm just I don't
0: know. You ever watch American Horror Story?
5: I've never watched it. I
0: highly recommend it, any of the seasons. But I would start with the first one and just go through, even though they're self-standing seasons. It's a really good show, and people.
5: And I, it, it keeps the same characters. I mean, it's the it's a lot of actors. the same actors. Yes. Yeah, but different playing different characters. It's go. really
0: cool. Jessica Lange is a star. She shines in this series, um, and this is one of those things. Horror horror fans are kind of split down the middle on this series. You either really really like this series or you really really hate it. I don't think there's any in between. So yeah, American Horror Story. If you guys haven't watched it, you totally should. So um, it is time now. I'm going back, trying to do my Nicolas Cage. It's time now. Uh, Let's check out the uh, preview for Con Air. Coming up after these messages.
3: Lowe's Theaters welcomes you to the exciting, wonderful (laughs) world of the movies. Talking while the movie is in progress is disturbing to people around you. So please, be considerate. Don't talk. Smoke only in designated areas. We're trying to keep your theater clean. Please help by depositing cups and boxes in the large lobby trash receptacles as you leave the auditorium. Senior citizens with Medicare cards enjoy reduced prices. Restrictions, if any, are posted at the box office. Thank you for coming to Lowe's. Now, sit back relax and enjoy the show
1: U.S. Ranger highly decorated did a little hell raising when he's a kid but nothing serious he's defending his wife got in a drunken brawl <coughs> and he killed the guy could happen to you or me
2: after serving the last of his sentence Cameron Poe is taking the first plane home to his wife and daughter. Today's flight is a special one. We're populating Louisiana's Felton Penitentiary. These guys are the worst of the worst.
0: see a lot of celebrities among us. I see 11 primetime lives, three Regis and Kathy Lees, and a genuine 2020 interviewee.
2: What you looking at, punk? Nothing, I was just on your cage. But one wrong flight. Stewardess, what's the in flight movie today? <laughs> can ruin your whole day. What happened? We caught the plane, man! Welcome to Con Air. Jailbird 1, you are not cleared for takeoff. And nobody on this aircraft gives a flying... The issue here is how the plane is brought down. Shoot it down. There are innocent people up there. He's got a little girl to come home to. He's been waiting for this day for eight years. What are you going to do? What do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to say day. Check your weapons. Ah! Take your seat.
3: Isn't that your part?
1: And say your prayers.
3: he got the whole
2: world in his hands.
1: From Jerry Bruckheimer.
2: Nicholas Cage. John Cusack. John Malkovich.
1: Where are they going to land this thing? How do you feel about the blackjack tables? Air directed by Simon West. Thank you and have a pleasant flight.
0: By the way, here's another piece of trivia that whole part where it's like, Where are they gonna land this thing? How do you feel about the blackjack tables? that was cut from the movie, it wasn't in the movie, the final cut. Oh, damn! Yeah, so that's kind of cool. So, this movie starts out, we get some credits, and we're looking at uh, Army Ranger footage and we've got like a voiceover going and it's talking about um the rangers um let me think uh what are they saying i think it's written down here somewhere they're like uh the army rangers no man gets left behind uh honor valor that kind of thing but it's showing a bunch of clips of uh you know the rangers doing their thing running around saving the world Mm -hmm. so you're kind of getting they're 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 establishing that um if you're a ranger you're honorable no man gets left behind you're going to do the right thing no matter what and then they show uh nicholas cage and they're like thank you rangers and he's saluting you know um and he's in his uniform so then they cut to mobile alabama and Nicholas Cage is all excited, and he's running across the dock or whatever to get to the bar where his wife's working. And uh, he gets in the bar, and he meets his wife at work. And he comes up, and he's like, hey, hummingbird. And she's like, oh, my God, you're home. <laughs> Um, They're dancing, and this is where they start playing the, how do I, the, you know, the whole Trish Yearwood thing. Um, so they're dancing, and then he's asking about his baby, and he's you know he's all cutesy. He's got his ear up to the stomach, like he's listening. He's like, "What? You don't say? It. She did what?" And she's like, "Ah oh, ha ha ha!" And then they're dancing. So then, of course, some drunk yokel's got to come over, and he's like, "Hey, sweet thing, this part was really annoying." You know, the You're guy. Like, come on. There's one of those guys in every bar, you know. Of course. And then uh, you know. They tell him to get lost, and he's talking a whole bunch of shit about Rangers, army rangers are pussies. That's why we lost Vietnam. He's like, (laughs) oh, my God. Just shut the fuck up. So he talks all kinds of shit, and he gets uh, sent back to his table, and they're dancing. And then they cut to it's raining outside, and he's got his jacket up over her head, and they're running out to the car um, to get in. And here comes the loudmouth drunken yoko guy, and he's got two friends with him. And they're like, Where are you going? Man? I'm going start some more shit. There's three of us now, uh, three drunk yokels. <laughs> so they start jumping Nicholas Cage. And there's a little part in the bar where she was like, You know, when he started talking to you, I saw a little bit of that guy. Kind of telling you that Nick Cage has kind of had a past of, you know, I get in a lot of fights and, you know, this and that. And she was like, I was hoping the army would make that guy grow up a little bit. And she was uh. like, it did, it did. You know, like, you know, I, I didn't kill the guy now, did I? You
5: know, wah, wah.
0: <laughs> so they get in a fight outside, and he they're beating him down at first, and she runs inside to get the bouncer. Nicholas Cage gets up and just starts beating the living shit out of all three of them. And then the main guy pulls a knife, and he fucking... Like, he upper cuts him with the palm of his hand into his nose, which I'm assuming just shoved Break. all that shit oh. up into his brain and killed him. And he falls over, and um, the bartender comes by, and the other guys are laying, oh, they're all fucked up because Nicolas Cage beat him up, and he's like, this guy's dead. <laughs> by the way, that was part of the trivia too. Nicholas Cage went to Alabama to perfect his... accent accent. for the movie i think you wasted your time nick right it wasn't that great (laughs) dude the ghost of savage is is all over me today so (laughs) oh yeah so then they cut to um him sitting then getting ready to go into court Mm -hmm. and his lawyer sits down he's trying to talk him into a plea bargain and he's like, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna plead guilty for this. He's like, you have to. Or you're gonna go away for even longer. I just want to make a note here: the lawyer looked like a meth addict. Did he not? Like, he was all disheveled and dirty looking and greasy. I and think he was
5: supposed to be a public defender.
0: I'm gonna assume he was because holy crap, he looked bad. He looked like he should have been one of the convicts going like, onto the you're plane. My, you're my representation. Right. Sheesh. So he talks him into the plea. And then we get this bullshit line from the judge about how the laws don't apply to him because he's a, a lethal um, weapon. Right. His hands are registered weapons or whatever. And i like, really? So because of that, normal laws don't apply. So you're getting sentenced to 7 to 10 years for defending your wife, which is bullshit. Right. But believe it or not, I know people that have gotten fucked over worse in the court system. So Of course. Just none of them white guys. Anyway... Um, sorry. I had to throw that in there. <laughs> Anywho, shout out to my boy uh, D Crash if you're listening. Anyway, uh probation sucks. So then we get a montage of Nicholas Cage in jail, and he's writing letters to his daughter, and it's sweet and cute. And then he's learning Spanish. He's learning languages. He's for some reason he's learning how to do origami and uh he's just doing past the time yeah he's doing crazy push-ups and balancing <laughs> on his hands and you know just badass stuff and then his daughter writes him a letter and you can they're doing a progression because she's like today i'm starting head start or you know i'm going to the uh daycare <laughs> and blah, blah blah and then later on she's like today i'm starting first grade they're like uh, oh no so they're showing you how like time is passing how long you've been yeah, and he's writing back and forth with her, and then one of the letters is like, "I don't want to go to school because some little bastard with black teeth is fucking with me." And- <laughs> oh
5: no, they're they're not black. They're 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 silver caps. Oh, are they? You know, are, <laughs> the kid that bites you, you need a tattoo
0: yeah, yeah. shot. <laughs> yeah, <Anyway>, What? <laughs> what? What? Talk about Dave Chappelle. <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. I'm Rick James, bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. So, anyway,
0: he's telling her, uh, oh, your mom's right. Going to school is important. And uh, don't worry, when I get out, I'll show you how to kill that little kid with your bare hands. He didn't really say that. but um, Honey bunny. Honey bunny. <laughs> when I get there, I'll show you how to fuck him up good. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so now um, he's going home, and he's packing up his stuff, and he's got a cellie, cellmate, and um, they're talking, and he's reading him the letter, and this is the most obnoxious thing ever, and I'm glad John Malkovich does this later in the movie. My daddy's coming home on July 14th. My birthday is on July 14th. I get to see my daddy on July 14th. And I'm like, what, what day was that?
5: July 14th. Oh, okay. Because <laughs>
0: it's like those car commercials. If you want more information call 888 555 6657 That's 188-555-6657. 188-555-6657. I'm like, what was that number again? I I didn't get it.
5: 8675309. Oh oh, or how about um
0: <laughs> um Learner and wo- Learner and Row is the way to go. go. Call 9771900. You remember that shit. That's genius. Anyway, so he's going home and you find out um when they get on the bus to get transferred, that his cellmate is diabetic. And he's like, I didn't get my shots last night. I need my shot. And then she's like, we'll get you your shot when you get on the plane. So even if you haven't seen this movie, but you're familiar with action movies, you're like, this is going to come into play at some point. Definitely. So um, then we cut to, oh, and uh, Nicholas Cage, all through this movie, will not shut the fuck up about his daughter.
5: <laughs> Honey bunny.
0: Today's my daughter's birthday. I'm going to see my daughter. Did I mention I was going to see my daughter? You want to see a picture of my daughter? No. Nobody cares. Nicolas Cage. Except the pedophile in the back. He's like, Oh sure. my God. Stevie Sammy's sure. like, You got sure. a daughter,
5: huh? Sure. Let me see your
0: daughter. Right. So um, then they cut to uh, the DEA and the U.S. Marshal guys talking about, you know, we're filling up this plane with convicts. Uh, the plane is called the Jailbird, and it's got the Con Air logo. It's the same logo that they put on the front of the movie for Con Air. Like, boo. And uh, the DEA guys are overseeing the plane, and they're working with the U.S. Marshals. And then uh, there's a lot of blah, blah, blah here, like uh, this and that and this and that. So then um, Cole Meany shows up, uh, Chief O'Brien, in his nice classic Corvette. And uh, you find out the DEA is wanting to put an undercover agent on board, because they're transferring a prisoner that's connected to the cartel and they're trying to get info on the cartel. So they are putting a, um undercover agent on board to sit next to the guy so you can try to talk him up and get some information from him. So uh, then you find out that John Kuzak has a big vocabulary and they're kind of showing off how smart that's he is. Vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> my vocabulary is bigger than yours. So then... Um, Chief O'Brien wants to arm the DEA agent, and he's like, "No, he's not getting on the gun on the plane with a gun. We have set rules here. There's no one, no planes on the gun whatsoever. There's a no there's planes on the gun. Whatsoever. No gun on the plane. <laughs> there's a armory right below in the plane, which is also going to come into play later because that's why they said it. Right. But nobody's allowed to have a plane on the gun. Oh my God, I did it again.
5: <laughs> plane on the gun."
0: I'm sick of Ooh. these goddamn planes, planes on these goddamn planes. <laughs> anyway, so nobody's allowed to have a gun on the plane. Oh, I did that. Nicholas Cage, yeah, look at that. It's happening like automatically now. I've been possessed by the spirit of Nicholas Cage. God rest his soul. He's not dead. So um <laughs> they have a big argument. Um he's like, he's not getting on that plane without a gun. He's like, he's not getting on the plane. So then um they cut to uh The list of criminals. They're unloading the bus. Right. And I actually have an audio clip here because it was actually kind of cool. And I think it was way too long to um, read to write it all down. And I was lazy, so
1: here we go. Well, we told you today's flight would be special. That's William Bedford, a.k.a. Billy Bedlam. The mass murderer? The same. He caught his wife in bed with another man, left her alone, drove four towns over to his wife's family's house, killed her parents, her brothers, her sisters. That's
0: some cold shit. Hell yeah.
1: And who is that good-looking brother on screen? Nathan Jones, a.k.a. Diamond Dog. Diamond ...former general diamond. of the black gorillas. He blew up a meeting of the National Rifle Association saying, and I quote, They I represented the basest negativity of the white race. He wrote a book in prison called Reflections in a Diamond Eye. New York Times called it a wake-up call for the black community. They're talking to Denzel for the movie. <laughs> <This> <laughs> nice plug. This right. one's done it all.
0: He did training day instead. Robbery,
1: murder, extortion... <laughs> Fox, God, Charlie, <laughs> are clear to release name is Cyrus Grissom, a.k.a. Cyrus, Cyrus the survivors. Virus. 39 years old, 25 of them spent in our institution. But he's bettered himself inside, earned two degrees, including his Juris Doctor. He also killed 11 fellow inmates, incited three riots, and escaped twice. And- well, now, look at this walking penis. Boy, you are one skinny Negro. Easy, man. Open shit. up. <laughs> oh, man, it smells like someone shit in your mouth.
0: Told me he loved me. <laughs> uh, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Always what? Good. what? Always what? good for a He told me he loved me.
4: <laughs>
0: I didn't catch this at first, but there's a reason he smells like somebody shit in his mouth. And we'll figure that out later on right. in the movie. So that's the prisoner info. And, and I guess every if you're a big enough prisoner, if you're a big enough criminal, you get a cool nickname. Mm-hmm. That's Sorry, what I'm Mr. gathering for violence. that. Diamond Dog. What was the guy from the last movie? Uh... Is, uh, top dollar, top, doll. top, top dollar, 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 me. dollar, top make dab. you holla. All right. So then um, Nicholas Cage right after this gets out and he's got a stupid ass shitting grin on his face and he's breathing in the fresh air like he's never seen sunshine before. Like they never let him out on the yard in when he was in prison or whatever. And uh, <laughs> he gets on the plane and he's like, sweet bird of freedom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So now... At times, he's just real campy. Oh, at times? Yes. If not... I was going to say, maybe 90% of the time, he's campy. Even trying to play it straight in this movie, he can't help it. Right. I'll just admire your cage. (laughs) (laughs) So now they've got Chief O'Brien. He's frisking down his DEA agent that's dressed as a prisoner. And they show him slip a gun into the guy's clothes. So he's getting a gun on that plane anyway because he's a stupid idiot, right? Um, so then, yeah, they get in there and, and uh, the Bobby guy is like, "That's some cold shit, by the way." Oh, you and shit on me? That's that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck your whole family up. I'll be back. Four towns over, right? So then uh, he looks at he's looks at Nicholas Cage like. You got a problem? He's like, no, I was just admiring the cage. Wink, wink. (laughs) Get it? I said, Cage. See what I did there? My name's Nicholas.
5: (laughs) I don't think my last name's even Cage.
0: So then, um, because they're locking the guys up individually in little cells Mm -hmm. in the plane, the, the serious guys, the other guys get to sit in seats. So John Malkovich is locked up, and in front of him is Danny Trejo. And he's like, oh, I know you. You're Johnny 23. Johnny
5: 23.
0: And you find out that his name is Johnny 23 because he's been convicted of 23 rapes. And he's got a tattoo on his arm full of hearts. And it's a heart for each person that he raped. And then he goes, he tells John Malkovich, uh, they'd call me Johnny 600 if they knew the truth. So it's like, damn. So then Cyrus, John Malkovich, is like, yeah, I don't like rapists. And he goes to me. You're a cross between a cockroach and that white stuff that gathers on the corner of your mouth when you're thirsty.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so him and Danny Trejo aren't getting along very well. But you're seeing here, they're laying down that even though Cyrus is a serious killer, he's got standards. Yep. He's kind of like Seth Gecko. Yep. In that re- in that regard. Um, I am a professional fucking thief. I don't rape women, and I don't do this, and I don't do that. So that's kind of John Malkovich. Like, he's a brutal murderer and a killer, but even he has a line that he won't cross.
5: And that's, to be honest, and and from what I've heard, at least, that's most prisoners. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Like, when it comes to women and children, they do not Dude, if play. you
0: go to jail and you're a pedophile, good yeah. luck. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. On the other hand, if you go to jail because you killed a cop, oh. you're kind of you're royalty. Right. Anyway. So um, Shout then out they, to the boys in
5: blue
0: What, what? So then um I, Boys in blue Are those the, the prisoners Or cops No that's the cops uh, we'll, do, we'll do both Can we just be Yeah On both sides on that Yeah okay. Look look. look much know, love Much love All my boys Doing 25 30 years And shit That's <laughs> Tupac <laughs> Last year We poured our liquor For y'all This year We basically represent what What Keep it real for you anyway i digress i digress so then they cut to the big window at the airport and john kuzak standing there with uh his assistant or whoever that is whoever that's in the in the movie and she's got a really weird 90s short haircut that jennifer jason (laughs) lee short ass haircut that everybody was wearing in the 90s of course and they're watching the plane take off because he's, you know, this is my plane because he's the one that's in charge of it and everything. Right. And then she's like, it's just so crazy. All those monsters on one plane. And he's pretty much like, what could go wrong?
5: <laughs> of course.
0: So then um Cyrus and Ving Rhames, Diamond Dog, mm-hmm. they have them on the plane. The plane has just taken off. They're not wasting any time. None. And, um...
5: By chance do you hear that buzzing?
0: I do. But okay. um on the last podcast, um, I went back and listened to it and it's not really on there. Okay, so. cool. But I'll bang stuff around anyway. <laughs> which is why I'm upgrading, because this shit's bugging me. Anyway, they have like shoved like paper clips or something into the skin of their hand. Uh-huh. Like and um, they're digging them out. Him and Big Reams both. They're digging them out so they can pick their cuffs they can lockpick their cuffs while they're doing that um dave chappelle (laughs) starts pulling a a thread out of his throat and he's like "Ah, ah, ah, ah," because it's something he had swallowed right and he pulls out like this little condom full or something like it reminds me of like a drug mule like it's all wrapped up and it's like a liquid My automatic thought the first time I saw this movie was like, oh, shit, he smuggled some drugs on on the plane. Because then he's got like a syringe. Right. And he pulls the liquid into the syringe. Well, when he got on the plane, they sat him next to this native dude. And he was kind of making jokes with him. And the guy was mad. He's like, I'm just fucking with you, man. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. It's all good. So then he goes, listen, buddy, if you make it through this, I hope there's no hard feelings. And he sprays him with the stuff. And it's like gas or something, some kind of flammable liquid. And then there's a little match that was wrapped up in the tree. He lights the match and throws it, and the guy catches on fire. So then, this is why I think his breath smelled bad because he had swallowed all that shit. Right. And his mouth was probably dried out and gross. So that's why it smelled like somebody shit in his mouth. Anyway, so the guy's on fire and he freaks out. Oh my god, that guy's on fire! You see that? He's so they grab him and uh, they're pulling him away. And while the whole they're trying to put the guy out he grabs the keys things from the female agent Mm -hmm. that we meet on the bus earlier with Nicolas Cage, and he's going off and trying to show her a picture of his kid. Mm -hmm. And um, her name was Bishop, I think, Agent Bishop. And uh, so he lifts the keys from her and opens the thing that releases the door that opens so Ving Rhames can get out.
5: Uh
0: Ving Rhames gets out. And all hell is breaking loose on the plane. Everybody's running around. And the guards come running up. And they start just tasing the living shit out of Ving Rhames. There's <laughs> like five of them. <laughs> so while that's happening, um, Cameron's uh, Cameron Poe's buddy, his cellmate that he was sitting next to, His insulin gets dropped, Mm -hmm. and all the bottles break, and people are stomping on him. He's going, come on, man, because he was about to get his insulin shot when all this happened. So now his insulin's fucked. So up front, the pilot tells the co-pilot, because they hear what's going on. He's like, "Um, get the gun out of the lockbox and go check it out. So the co-pilot gets the gun. Meanwhile, they've let John Malkovich out now. John Malkovich runs to the front of the plane. When the co-pilot comes out with his gun, he attacks the co-pilot, takes, takes the gun. gun. Now he's got a gun. Um, and um, a couple of... he When he's struggling with the guy for the gun, a couple of the dudes get shot and killed because the gun's whoa, whoa. just going off. <laughs> so um, now a couple of the guys are kind of... You know, the nobody guys are kind of dead. And then he sh- kills the co-pilot malkovich goes up with the pilot, and he's like, "I'm in charge now," and that's when he does the whole famous line, "Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Con Air." So then Trejo's free, and the first thing he does is go to attack that lady guard mm-hmm. because he's a he's a rapist. He's a rapist, and um, he
5: wondered John John.
0: Yeah, and then Nick. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <coughs> oh,
4: yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Give me that troll oh, troll. my God. <laughs>
0: so, uh, of course, Nicholas Cage, being the valiant hero that he is, comes to the rescue. And then John Malkovich is like, Yeah, he's right. Stay the fuck away from her. He was like, uh, Do you know how to fly a plane? and he goes no he goes remember that because if your dick comes out of your pants you're going to be flying out of this plane pretty much if you try this <laughs> shit again i to throw you out of the plane so john malkovich has some morality to him he's right. got you know like i said that line he doesn't cross there is no need for her to get brutally raped even if she's going to get even if she's going to get killed there's no there's no reason for it so he has a little bit of scruple somewhere and then so finally uh Him and Nick Cage have a moment where he's like, good work, man. And then he sits down and his friend's like, oh, congratulations. You just became best friends with Cyrus the fucking virus. (laughs) 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 So then um, they have to stop at Carson City to pick up more convicts. So they've got the lead guard and they're like, we're going to. That was the whole plan the whole time, I guess. Mm hmm. Um, he guys, the the head guard and he's like, how many are we picking up and how many are getting off? He's like six on, what is it? Six on 10 off. He's like, all right, cool. So, um, you find out that the cartel is behind the whole thing. Mm-hmm. The cartel paid for this whole thing, set the whole thing up and they're supposed to meet them later. So that the guy that they're picking up that's connected to the cartel gets out of it. And then the cartel is going to take care of all of them for helping out. And then Vig Rames gives this really cool speech. Um, he was like, the night of the fight, you're going to feel something. That's pride fucking with you. <laughs> Fuck pride. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. That's his speech from Pulp Fiction. Right. Of Bruce Willis. My bad. <laughs> no, he tells them all. Just everybody be cool. Cooperate with us. And we're all going to go as far from extradition as possible. Mm-hmm. Well, there'll be drinks, there'll be women, all the drugs you want, whatever. We're going to be cool. And then that's when somebody's like, who's paying for all that shit? And like, the cartel's got us covered. So when that happens, the DEA guy gets all froggy mm-hmm. and he jumps up and um, Stupid. he grabs Dave Chappelle and he's like, everybody freeze. Blah, blah, blah. And Cyrus ducks behind a seat mm-hmm. where he can grab the female guard and use her as a shield. shield. And he goes, I'm DEA. You know what that means? And Dave Chappelle goes, yeah, it means you're the crookedest motherfucker on this plane. <laughs> <laughs> Good old So Dave. then they have a big standoff and the DEA guy gets ends up getting shot. And the DEA guy is dead because he got froggy and John Malkovich killed him. Stupid. So. Go for fun, is
5: say. Right. Go for fun.
0: So then they're trying to get the itinerary together, and he's like, he tells Dave Chappelle, I need you to find out who's getting on who's getting off, get them all together so we can make that trade. And they were going to, I guess the plan was they were going to dress like guards and go out and do the trade themselves. So they didn't make
5: any any waves. Exactly.
0: And luckily they got a report. Um that there's a, a sandstorm in Carson City, so it's going to make visibility low. That's even better for them. So then Dave Chappelle comes back, and he says, okay, we got a problem. Because everybody was accounted for except three guys. Right. He goes, all right, I got good news and I got bad news. You go, what's the good news? He goes, well, I found so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so. He goes, oh, what's the bad news? He goes, well, that dead guy right there is so-and-so. That dead guy is blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. And that dead guy is da-da-da. He goes, we three white guys short. <laughs> right. So then they start asking for, okay, we need volunteers to go as these dead guys. And they're going to, they have these prison bracelets that they're scanning to show who they are. Mm-hmm. So they're taking the, the bracelets off the dead guys. and They're going to put them on whoever volunteers to get off the plane. And you hear one old guy in the front. He's like, I'll go. I'm too old for this shit. And some like 70 year old man, God knows how long he's been in there, you know. And then uh, they need two more so nick cage and his cellmate are going to volunteer so like we'll go because they want to get off the plane right because now cellmate guy's getting sick he's Mm -hmm. getting really sick and he's getting sweaty he doesn't have his insulin it's gonna be bad so nick cage wants to get him off the plane to get him his insulin and to kind of get away from this whole situation Mm -hmm. so they get up to go and then they're like hold up hold up he goes they're looking for three white guys. Nick Cage's cellmate is black. He goes, you're the wrong color, brother. Sorry. So then um, <laughs> he can't go. So then they hear this sandstorm in Carson City, and then they got all the guys, and they're getting ready to put them off. And all of a sudden, Nicholas Cage decides he wants to stay on the plane. And then they're like, why the sudden change of heart? He goes, I don't know. He goes, I got 15 years left, and I decided I don't want to do it. So he kind of lied. You know, I got 15 years left. This comes into play a little bit later in the movie. So then they they take him off. They put another. They put one of the guards on and they tape up his mouth. Put a thing over his head. So now they've got guards going out as prisoners and prisoners going out as guards. They got uh, all kinds of pandemonium going on. So then um, when uh, Cameron Poe Nicholas Cage is undressing the DEA guy to dress one of the guards, he's taking the guy's prison clothes. He finds that he's bugged. He's got a little prison. He's got a little recorder. Mm -hmm. So he kind of palms that. And then um, we cut to... um, They're in Cyrus's cell at the old prison. And they're digging around. And they're making like a, a list of all the stuff they got left there. And then there's a little hole in the wall. And the guy's like, what's this? And he starts picking at it. And like, I don't know. He's like, oh, it's really soft. And he starts picking the wall away. And they find blueprints for a plane, the anarchist cookbook, and like some other weird stuff, like a Last Supper picture with like the eyeballs cut out. Right. So then we come back to Carson City, and there's a sandstorm. All the guards are out, and they're all covered up and goggles and everything. So, um, he um, Nicholas Cage sticks the little tape recorder he found on one of the guards he sticks it inside his shirt so he can get it onto the bus so they can figure out what's going on. Right. He's trying to get them a message. So um, they take the guards and they get them on the the bus, and then the new prisoners start coming out, and they're all kind of seeing Cyrus is out there dressed as a prison guard, and he's got, like, goggles on, and as they walk by, they're all kind of giving him the nod, like, hey, what's up? Like, they all recognize Cyrus. They know that everything's going according to plan. And um, you find out that one of the guys that gets on can fly a plane. His name is Swamp Thing. Swamp Dang. You make my heart sing.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so he gets in and he gets the transponder and he jumps the battery with a wire so it stays on. Mm-hmm. And Dave Chappelle takes it. He gets off the plane and runs to a hangar. He's putting it in to a different, like a charter plane and as they're doing that, they come wheeling out Steve Buscemi. And Steve Buscemi is in, like, full Silence of the, of the lambs. lambs type, <laughs> mouth-covered, hands everything strapped down, 50 guards on him, and they get him into the plane. And um, you find out his name is Garland Green. And the one guy goes, he makes the Manson family look like the Partridge family. hmm <laughs> So then they cut to the prison, and they're in Cyrus's cell again, and they find a letter in Spanish mm-hmm. and the blueprints of a plane, anarchist cookbook, and this last supper picture where all the eyes are cut out. And John Malkovich, because he's so smart, right we found that out earlier in the movie because it was big vocabulary. right, figures out that if you lay the last supper picture over that letter, there's a hidden message that says, meet at Carson City. So he's like, oh, shit. So he goes running out of the (laughs) cell. He's like, don't touch anything. No sooner does he leave than the Keystone cop guards sit down, and there's a tin box that says, do not open. And he's getting ready to open, and the guard's like, he said, don't touch anything. He's like, meh. And he opens it and there's a bomb inside, and the whole thing blows up. <laughs> Destroys all the evidence. Just kills the guards, which is what it was meant to do, I think. So John Malkovich luckily had already left the cell. No,
5: no, and, no. You mean Cusack.
0: I mean John Cusack. I'm sorry. You're right. Thank you. We gotta keep our John. I got, yeah, yeah, yeah. John Cus- that's mm-hmm. what you're
5: here for, man. You're keep, damn right.
0: Keep me on task. So um on the bus. The one guard is freaking out. Oh, 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 So the other guard decks him and <laughs> knocks the, the he breaks the tape recorder and it falls out of his shirt. So now they figured out, holy shit, these aren't prisoners. They're guards. They've got control of the plane. So Dave Chappelle is planning the transponder in a, another, another little plane. plane. And he's hitting on a chick that was in the hangar. He's there, oh, hey, baby, what's up? You know, kind of putting the moves on her and then all of a sudden the plane starts to take off because they realize that the cover is blown and because the cop cars are covered. They're like, oh, shit, right. we got to get out of here. So Dave Chappelle's like, do you hear that? Does that sound like a plane? And he starts running because they're leaving him. <laughs> oh, shit. So he's running, and um, the plane takes off, and you think Dave Chappelle gets left behind. So now they know the plane is hijacked. Um Kuzak and Chief O'Brien argue about what to do next. And um, these two guys haven't liked each other since the beginning of the movie. Right, And so now they're checking out Steve Buscemi and he's all locked up and John Malkovich is like, get him out of this. He goes, this is no way to treat a national treasure. (laughs) (laughs) But they talk about that Steve Buscemi had killed like 36 people up and down the coast or something like that. So they let him go. Now Kuzak is tracking. um, They're tracking the wrong plane, right? So, because the other plane is taken off, and they think it's the Conair, but it's not. So then uh, John Malkovich gets on the radio with them, and he's trying to negotiate. He's like, you know, you ask a question and then I ask a question and then stupid Chief O'Brien gets on. I'm going to kick your ass. You killed my agent. He's like, oh, yeah, your agent. You should have seen him piss in his pants as he died, you know, (laughs) just to piss him off, you know. And he was like, and it's so cool here. It shows how Cyrus the virus can manipulate and take control of any situation. He tells John Cusack, he's like, who is that? I don't like him. If he talks again, we're not talking anymore. And then John acts real quick. He's like, no, 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 he doesn't even want to talk anymore.
5: <laughs> you know, it's funny. Huh? So this is the second time. Oh, no. I was going to say second time, but it's not. Um, so with, I would say third time now, you just talking about, you know, Malkovich. Huh. I can definitely see Clooney doing it. But right. Just because of that dry sarcasm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know,
0: I can, I can see it. That from Dust Till Dawn Clooney. Right. Who is that? I don't like him. If he talks again,
5: <laughs> I can see it. At the same time, it's still not
0: right. Not it's rich. not. It's not John Malkovich. You're right. But I think Clooney would have killed it. Oh yeah. Especially after From Dust Till Dawn.
5: Now, now that again, now that I'm thinking about it, I would, I would, I could say yes for Clooney.
0: Dude, it would have been even cooler if they had tied it in and been like, "He's not Cyrus the virus. He's Seth Gecko." Oh, oh or, man. Or, look, oh man.
5: It's not the cartel. It's. The cartel. Oh shit! Mexican we got a, ruins and shit like airplane that. Airplane vampire movie.
0: Damn! All right, we need to start. Too a... many
5: vampires right. on his motherfucking plane. Right. We need to. We need to start writing a script right after we're done
0: here. Shit, it's gonna take off. Right. Oh god. <laughs> as long as we don't make it too plain. <laughs> right. We... Uh, <laughs>
4: right.
0: <laughs> oh boy. So anyway. Oh, we're funny. Yeah, we try to be. Anyway, so um, we cut to the airport. Um, in Alabama where Ace. Cameron's wife and kid are waiting for him. Right. And a U.S. Marshal comes in and he's like, hey, I'm with the U.S. Marshal's office and, uh yeah, we need to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> so they take them away to wherever. So then we cut back to uh, Nicholas Cage and he's talking to Big Rames. He's kind of fucking with him a little bit. And he's like, uh so, uh, you're this big black activist, black power, all this. Why are you taking orders from that little white guy? You know, and then, like, trying to start a little dissension, you know? Right. And then Ving Rhames is like, it's all a means to an end. I just need to get where I'm going, and then it's on, you know? I'm, right. And he, he goes, I can be a good one for a little while, like, making fun, like, fun of it, you know? Slay him, Yeah. So then John Cusack, um they find out that the tape recorder had been put on one of the guards, and he figures out that Poe is on their side because he's going through who's on the plane, mm-hmm. and that's when you get the whole thing where he's like, "This guy's an ex-army ranger, got into a drunken brawl, killed a guy. Could happen to anybody, you know." Mm-hmm. So then, it's um, a character thing, right? So um, again, he has an argument. So there's this whole thing going on with Chief O'Brien and John Kuzak where John Kuzak's kind of like the hippie, like uh, everybody deserves a second chance Mm -hmm. kind of rehabilitation. And O'Brien's kind of like the right wing. All these prisoners are animals. They deserve Mm -hmm. to die. They don't have any place in civilization. And he goes, what about civilization? And John Kuzak, I wrote this down because I thought it was cool. John Kuzak said, the degree of civilization can be determined by its prisoners. And it's true, there is a whole case to be made where um, there also used to be a saying that said that pretty much poverty breeds um, crime. Yep. Because when you Lack don't... Lack of opportunity. Exactly. When you don't have, you want to know why you don't have, mm-hmm. and you're going to do anything you can to become, you know, they have the whole have and have nots thing. Right. You know, and if you're the have nots, the... the only thing you want to be is a have. Right. And you'll do anything to get there. And I have a whole theory that the government in general is all about keeping us fat, poor, and stupid. Of course. You know, so we keep voting the same people in. We keep it's killing each like other. Because a... we're killing each other and stealing from each other and mad at each other. We can't see how badly they're fucking us over. If you, you if know?
5: really, really think about it, the premise of a bug's life
1: is.
0: Right. The grasshoppers. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's bug's life. time for them grasshoppers to go. Damn it. Rise up. Let's rise up, my people. And fly. Right?
5: You get it? Fly.
0: I'm a peacock. You got to let me fly.
5: <laughs>
0: anyway, so uh, Chief O'Brien's all about, let's just shoot the plane down. Just shoot it down. And then John. There's innocent
5: people up there. Yeah, he
0: goes, there's innocent people up there. He <laughs> goes, our officers are up there. He goes, and they all knew what they were getting into when they signed on. Like, he's Mr., like,
5: to uh collateral
0: collateral damage type shit for the greater good yep so then he scrambles attack helicopters to go meet the plane that they think is the right plane but it's not the right plane Mm -hmm. so then back on the plane they're having to talk about um we're dragging we're going to be late because the landing gear didn't go all the way up so the plane is too heavy and i don't know what's going on right so like oh we can't be late to meet the cartel so Cyrus tells Ving Rhames to go check the landing gear. Ving Rhames gets out there and decides to delegate it to Poe. <laughs> so, Nicholas Cage goes down to check. And guess what's holding up the landing gear? Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. So, Dave Chappelle tried to jump on the landing gear to get in the plane. And he's dead. He's stuck in the landing gear. So... He's telling him... uh. Get him out of there. You know, he's oh, all our stuff's in here. Bing Rame starts going through boxes. And then so um, Cameron Poe, Nicholas Cage, decides to write a note on Dave Chappelle for John Cusack. He writes a note on his shirt, he buttons it up, and he drops him out of the plane. Mm-hmm. And they're playing like this classical music as he's falling through the sky. <laughs> so then they cut to this couple. On the street and the guy sitting there with his wife and his bird the a bird shits on his windshield and he's like, Wouldn't you know it? Every single time, ten minutes away from the car wash, and I get bird shit. It's just I can't stand it. I like having a clean car, no. All of a sudden Dave Chappelle just comes falling out the sky right through the windshield, like, Oh my god, this car accidents. <laughs> so here's the funny thing. That guy's name is Don S. Davis, the guy that was in the car.
5: Don S. Don Davis?
0: No, Don. S. Davis. Oh. His name is Don. His middle name is like Sam or something. Don S. Davis. Gotcha. Um, He's the guy in the car. He's actually a really big character actor. He's been in all kinds of shit. Most notably, he was in Twin Peaks. He played Scully's dad on the X-Files. And he was the voice of Wild Bill in G.I. Joe. Well,
5: damn.
0: You know, the guy that flew the helicopter? Damn. Yeehaw, G.I. Joe. Yeah. (laughs) He was the voice of Wild Bill. That was pretty cool. So then, back on the plane, um, the Bobby dude that killed his girlfriend's family. I, I was it the family. Yeah, mm-hmm. family guy. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, he confronts. Peter. Right? Oh, Peter. <laughs> oh, Peter. Oh, Peter, that's nasty. <laughs> so anyway, uh, he confronts Nicholas Cade, and he's like, hey, I heard you back there say that you did 15 years. He goes, if you were doing 15, you'd have been on North Block. He goes, and I was on North Block, and I don't remember ever seeing you. He's all suspicious. Right. <laughs> Nicholas Cage has the best line here. He goes, there were 160 guys on North Block, and I didn't want to know 159 of them, including you. <laughs> so the guy gets all pissed off. And then um, after that guy walks away, he sits down, uh, um Nicolas Cage sits down, and Steve Buscemi, he notices, is sitting across the aisle from him now. Mm -hmm. And he goes, that guy is the cliche of misplaced rage. He's like, mother held him too much or not enough, last picked at kickball, late night sneaky uncle, you name it. (laughs) Oh, shit. And he goes, he is so angry all the time that happiness actually hurts him. (laughs) So then we cut to Kuzak meeting with... uh, Cameron Poe's wife and daughter, mm-hmm. and he's asking her, you know, he had a chance to get off the plane and he didn't. Um, why do you think that is? And she goes, I don't know. He goes, does he? You know, he goes, some convicts they get used to being in prison, and they don't know what else to do. And he's he's like, no, if you could read his letters, he's been sending us. This is all he's been looking forward to for eight years is meeting his daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's like, all right, that sounds legit. I can accept that. So then on the plane. um, Remember, the, the, uh, the belongings are down below. Right. So then um, after he talks to you know, I don't know why I put that there because it didn't fit. Anyway, um, after Kuzak talks to them, he gets a phone call, and it's the cop from the city where Chappelle fell out of the sky. Right. And he gets a call, and he's like, Hey, um, there's a guy here, a dead guy, that fell out of the sky with your name on him. And they're like, oh, shit. And then he realizes that where he fell from is nowhere near where the plane should be. Right. So then he realizes they're tracking the wrong plane. So he calls his boss, who's with the DEA guy, Chief O'Brien, and they're chasing the plane. He's like, you guys are chasing the wrong plane. And they're like, oh, no, we're not. Fuck you. And they're not listening to him. Right. So... Kuzak figures out they're going to Lerner Airfield because that's the closest airfield to where the body was dropped from mm-hmm. to ditch the plane and hook it with the cartel. He doesn't know that yet. but Right. So he decides, he's trying to get a plane, and the guy goes, oh, I don't have any planes. If you had a fast enough car, you could get there. Ding, ding, ding. Corvette. So he steals O'Brien's Corvette and takes off to Lerner Air Force Base. Then we come back to the plane, and... Um, so the belongings are down below Bobby's down there going through Nicholas Cage's box of belongings and he mm-hmm. finds the parole paper and he pulls the bunny out of the box. Mm-hmm. And then, um, Nicholas Cage comes up behind him. He's like, put, put the, the bunny, bunny back. back. Okay. This is the part of the movie <laughs> where I think Keanu Reeves could have done it. Cause they would have been like, put the bunny back in the box. There's a bomb on the bus. So, uh,
5: or, or look wait wait hear, hear, hear. hear me out. Cause they said his name on here. Put the bunny in the box.
0: Oh my god. What's in the box? Oh my god. <laughs> What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? Oh god. Seven. That's gonna be a hard movie to cover when we finally Man. do it. But we are gonna do it. You that's gotta
5: think be- that's so many layers. Right. Layers and layers. Right. We might have layers. to cut out all the
0: bullshit before that movie and just jump right into it. Because, man. Because there's going to be a lot to go over.
5: At, like, to be honest, that's one of those movies that I would probably watch like three times. Right. Just to make sure. Because, man.
0: Right. So, um, they get in a fight because he realizes, I knew you were lying. You're right. a free man. They get in a fight and they go back and forth. And... Um, While they're fighting, a pipe gets busted loose. Mm -hmm. And Nicolas Cage kicks him over and he lands on the pipe and impales himself. (laughs) And he's dead. And Nicolas Cage is like, why couldn't you just put the bunny back in the box?
5: And just think if he was a vampire,
0: you know, meeting the cartel. Oh, my God. Put the bunny back in the box. So then um, the choppers are closing in on the tourist plane. Get to the job. And then they realize, oh, crap, it's the wrong it's plane. It's the wrong fucking plane. And um, Chief O'Brien's all pissed because John Cusack was right and he knew it. So then they cut to the plane. And um, I have an audio clip of this part. Hell because man. Nicolas Cage comes back from the back. And he's by himself. And he sits down. And Steve Buscemi automatically catches on to what has happened.
2: Two went down. One came up. What's my fault? Well, you
0: don't
4: have to tell me. Most murders are crimes of necessity rather than desire, but the great ones.
2: Dahmer, Gacy, Bundy, they did it because it excited them. Don't you I got nothing in common with them, with you. Don't you talk to me. They were insane. Now you're talking
4: semantics. What if I told you insane was working 50 hours a week in some office for 50 years, at the end of which they tell you to piss off? Ending up in some retirement village, hoping to die before suffering the indignity of trying to make it to the toilet on time.
2: Wouldn't you consider that to be insane? Murdering 30 people, semantics or not, is insane. One girl, I drove through three states wearing her head as a hat. It's my daughter's birthday today. (laughs) Is it? Please feel free not to share everything with me.
5: Please feel free to not share everything with
0: me. I had no idea through this whole movie. I don't know how I missed it. I had no idea that it was his daughter's birthday today, July 14th. I, I didn't even know.
5: I didn't <laughs> even know. It's like, you know, it's not like they've said it like five times. I, I wasn't movie, even sure know. he
0: had a daughter that he was trying to get home to. Right, how I was, did I miss that?
5: I know. I was wondering what that whole bunny right. was for. You know. So
0: I wanted to spend a minute on this. Uh-huh. About that whole speech that Steve Buscemi just did.
5: Mm-hmm. mm Mm-hmm.
0: Cause you are a self-made man. Damn. Right. You're self-employed. Damn right. Um, I was self-employed for about five years. Damn right. And uh, my only reason that I have a nine-to-five clock-in, clock-out job now is because I'm lazy. Right. And I don't lazy. care if you if you have not been self-employed, you don't know. Self-employed does not mean less work. It means you are able to work every hour of the day that is available to you, which yep. is every hour of the day. Right. Um. I did it for five years. I ran a couple of screen printing companies. I was up at 2 in the morning. I was up at 4 in the morning. I didn't sleep yet. Printing shirts, boxes of shirts, making invoices. I was the secretary. I was the worker. I was the manager. I was the owner. I was everybody. Ooh. It's not easy, but I'm sure you will attest to this. There is a satisfaction to it. Oh, yeah. Because you're handling your shit of on course. your own, on your own terms, yep. on your own time, yep. good or bad. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. You're not punching a clock for a company for 30 years. It's going to tell you to piss off afterwards. Yep. And yeah, there is something to be said about,
5: I'm like, you get to that point to where it's like, fuck, like it, you have to go into, you know, into the whole thing with the mentality of if I don't work, I don't eat. Exactly. And then it gets to that point to where that's you kind a of motivator. plateau and you're like, okay, well possibly I don't have to work as hard and still eat, but that's the sacrifice that you right. make and you take and you know, with having the the ability to do so instead right. of working for somebody that can ultimately, you know, say fuck off.
0: And you got to love the hustle. a Man. If you stop loving the hustle, it, it's it becomes, no longer enjoyable. It becomes a grind. It's kind of what happened to me was I stopped loving the hustle. And the, getting that guaranteed paycheck every two weeks it's, is kind of nice. Yeah, it's, it's satisfying you know? and that you give up, you exactly.
5: know. Exactly. A lot.
0: <laughs> and I'm still... I still do a little bit of stuff here on the side here and there uh-huh. a little bit a little bit of this a little bit of that you know nothing like dazzle. I used to though but I do have a fallback like I know for a fact if I lost if I walked in tomorrow
4: mm-hmm.
0: and they were like we are going to lay you off I'd be all right cuz I could jump right back into it right. this is just me being kind of I like kicking back the job that i do i can do with my eyes closed it's easy it's simple that
5: and they fucking need you
0: yes (laughs) and i can go in and do it and be good i can clock out at two o'clock and go home and come home and watch a movie get my podcast ready do whatever i want
5: you're damn right you
0: know but there is something about that freedom of you know doing shit on your own and doing it on your own terms anyway so steve is shimmy I was right on with that. Yeah, that is insanity. Too. Most
5: people will never taste that because right. you have to think. You know, especially like our parents, for example. Our parents were told, "You work a job." Yeah. You know, and you don't ask for a raise because you work good right. enough to get a raise. Yeah, and it was
0: a different era, of course. You could work there for thirty years. You get a gold watch afterwards right. and a pension. Right. That that time is gone. Way gone. Like i I've, I've told all my kids like. Don't go to college unless you absolutely know what you want to do. Right. Don't just go because you think you're supposed to go because you're going to end up $50,000 in debt waiting tables at Bennigan's. You know, that showed my age. Bennigan's. There's no more Bennigan's. But anyway, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The way to make money in this world, here's a little bit of advice from old Jasperino. I just watched Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man, so I'm going to say... You know, my daddy used to say before he left this shitty world,
4: <laughs> you
0: find something people want and you learn to do it cheaper. Yep. How many masks you deliver this week? To <laughs> be
5: honest, so, and, and like, just let's just say in total, uh huh, the totality of it all, mm-hmm. probably 350.
0: Damn. So, in See, this week,
5: um, I know. I think we're printing out 20 today, wow. but from from what I've done, it's 45.
0: So there was a need there. Right. You saw the need. Right. You saw the opportunity. Right. You're providing a service that is needed. Right. And you're, you're making a good profit on it. Right. Nothing wrong with that. Not at all. Profit is not a four-letter word. No. So, you know, that's how you do it. And that's, you got to be on top. And that's the thing, I got tired of being on top of shit, because you got to be you on top. Have you to got be to be. A- everything that happens, you got to have some kind of... Hustle for that right away. Like oh, I can make sure with that on it, or I can do this with that on it. You right. know what I mean? And it's just yeah, I, I, I don't know. You, you just, have to be, you know. I fell off a little bit.
5: You have to be willing to um, let your creativity, you know possibly make you a buck or lose a buck Yep, yep. because that's what's going to happen that's the roll of the dice every time
0: my big thing is going to be when I get the website up for this podcast there's Mm going to be some stuff on there I've got some designs already going I'm going to start kind of getting back into it a little bit but I want to do it for me that was the thing I got tired I always said the business is great if it's not for all the customers Right. and I like doing stuff for myself that people can buy if they want it I don't really like taking the orders off the street Mm because people are crazy Super. So anyway, speaking of crazy, we're going back to the movie now. Um, <laughs> John Kuzak shows up at the airfield a little bit ahead of the plane, and he runs up to the tower, and he finds out that the uh, the tower operator is dead. The radio has been broken, so somebody's obviously been there. And then, so then the plane comes down, and it comes down hard. So obviously Swamp Thing's not really good at landing the plane, but they get it landed. But he uh, throws it in the dirt and it gets stuck. Right, and then everybody gets out and everybody kind of scatters like "woohoo, we made it!" So then they're like, "Where's the other plane?" So then um, Nicholas Cage is having a conversation with his buddy with the insulin. And he's like, "I'm going to save pretty much. I'm going to save everybody." So
5: you know who that is, right? Who? That's shrimp, shrimp, jumbo shrimp.
0: Oh, from his Gump. Um, Bubba. yeah, Bubba. Uh-huh. Yeah, Bubba. his cellmate? Yep. Oh shit!
5: He said shrimp, shrimp. You're right. Shrimp Bubba
0: Gump Shrimp Company. Yep, that is him. Wow. So he's got to get saved.
5: Yeah, well, maybe.
0: So <laughs> what was the legless dude, Captain? What?
5: Uh uh, 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 damn it, Captain
0: Ron. Uh, that was Kurt Russell, Captain. Damn. Ron. Uh,
5: what is this? Uh, oh, it's gonna bother me too. Oh
0: man. Better hit that Googs.
5: Ah, uh, shit. No, because I so, know it. I know it. Uh, Steve?
0: Is it Captain Steve? Um, I thought Steve was a guy from Blue's Clues. Yeah, definitely.
5: Blue's Clues. Right?
0: Blue's Clues. So anyway, um, everybody gets out, and they look for the other plane, and he's pretty much telling him, I'm going to save everybody. I'm going to save you. I'm going to save everybody. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to keep her from getting raped. I'm going to get you your insulin. Blah, blah, blah. So then um, Ving Rhames is about to execute the rest of the guards, and he talks him out of it uh, Nicholas Cage is like, wait, you really Lieutenant trust Dan. That's Lieutenant it? Dan, Lieutenant Dan. That's it. I, I it threw up. you off with the captain. You did. Lieutenant he did. Dan is uh captain. Ron was Kurt Russell with the eye patch. Anyway. So he's like, do you really trust the cartel? Not to just ditch us here or kill us all. And you're going to kill the only leverage we have against the cops, these guards. So he talks him out of killing the guards. And then, um, Steve Buscemi just wanders off and you're like oh shit
5: Like, not this guy so
0: he just wandered off they show him walking out into the desert and then he finds a little girl having a tea party like in a trailer park and he comes up and she's like hi and you're like oh fuck, fuck. he's gonna wear her head as a hat right? so then they go back and um, they're all trying to dig out the plane because John Malkovich listened to him and was like you know what that makes sense. We better keep this plane flight ready in case the cartel tries to screw us. Mm-hmm. So then they're digging out the plane, and um, he was like, "I'll go get the fuel truck." And he was like, "Oh, thanks, Poe." He was like, "Oh, something about idle hands." It's not idle hands, it's a devil playground, but something along that lines. He goes, "That's what my daddy idle taught." Lines. Yeah, and he goes, "That's what my daddy taught me." And John Malkovich goes. You know what my daddy taught me? What? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so then Nicholas Cage goes off to get the... Uh, he goes in the hangar to get the uh, fuel truck, and he gets jumped by the cartel. The cartel's hiding in there, and they're going to kill him. And it's kind of funny because he goes, if you shoot me, there's 20 pissed-off prisoners out there they are going to hear it. And then the guy puts a silencer on his gun and points it back at his head, and Nicholas <laughs> Cage goes... Well, hooray for the sound of fucking silence! <laughs> so, just then, John Cusack comes out of nowhere and shoots the guy, and shoots the other guy, He shoots the guys, and then um, you find out that the drug lord was hiding inside the plane, but he was going to turn on all of them. They were going to kill all the people and just take the one dude. Right? He was going to. He was going to turn on them. So then. They have a heart-to-heart, John Cusack and, and uh, Cameron oh. have a little heart-to-heart about this and that. And I'm here to help, and dot it on. He goes, I saw your wife. And he's like, "Well, you see her again, you tell her I love her. She's my hummingbird. My hummingbird. Oh, my God.
4: <laughs> I just
0: want to point out, okay, I got to say this. Uh-huh. I cannot hear that without thinking the sexual connotations of why he calls her his hummingbird. Just let that sink in for a minute. Right. I'm just right, going I'm not going to elaborate on that. It's a family show. Where I'm just, just let that sink in. Let it gestate a little bit there. Swirl it around a little bit in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, it might be hard to swallow, but just think about it. Just think. I'm just go throw that out there. Back to the movie. <laughs> anyway, so uh, John Malkovich goes, well, what are you going to do? He goes, well, what do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to save, save the, the day. So then he runs off, and then you, that's when you find out the drug lord was on board the plane, or somebody was. They were looking. So then we come back to Steve Buscemi and the little girl having a tea party, and she's like, are you sick? And he's like, yeah, I am sick. And then she goes, can you take medicine? And he's like, oh, there's no medicine for what's wrong with me. And then she goes, do you want to sing? Do you know he's got the whole world in his hand? And he's like, yeah. And then they start singing, he's got the whole world in his hands. And you're like, oh, oh fuck. No. <laughs> so then they come back to um, the plane and they're trying to dig it out because they see in the distance that the cars are coming. So the guy that's with the cartel runs for the other hangar because he knows where the plane's at. Mm -hmm. And he gets in and they jump in and the pilot's still alive and the other cartel guy's still alive. So he jumps in and they try to take off. John Cusack runs and tries to keep the plane from taking off, jumps on a crane and drops the crane on the plane as it's going by, Mm -hmm. chops the back half of the plane off. It crashes into the gas, the big building with all the gas in it. The hangar. And yeah. And everybody's like, oh, Nicholas Cage had to like run out of the way because he was in there. And then the cartel guy comes out and he's covered in gas and there's gas everywhere. And there's a fire starting. And he's like, Cyrus, Cyrus, you got to help me. He goes, well, we were coming for you. We were, we were going to come pick you up. <laughs> and John Malkovich goes, Look like you missed your connection. <laughs> and he's got one-liners. a cigarette and he's got a cigarette in his hand and the guy goes sigh and he goes Onara and he drops oh. the cigarette and the whole thing blows up and the oh. guy blows up and everything explodes so then um, Poe is hiding under a truck and he realizes there's an old man that probably works at the graveyard airplane graveyard whatever mm-hmm. hiding under the truck too and he's like hey I need a and he goes oh you are going to kill me because I'm not going to kill the old man he goes I need to find a syringe. And the old guy goes, Aw, oh, son, drugs will be the end of you." And he goes, I just need a syringe. He goes, oh, Well, there might be one over in the fire truck over by the boneyard or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then he goes, You just hang on and uh, you'll be okay. And he runs away and the old guy goes, Yeah, it's easy for you to say. You don't got to take a piss. <laughs> <laughs> so then um, they show the convicts um, Digging out the arsenal of the gun, mm-hmm. or the gun, of the plane. the plane. God damn it. What is going on with me?
5: Guns and planes. You, I know. You would think it was naked, huh?
0: Right? Naked oh. <laughs> <laughs> so they dug out the arsenal out of the plane, and they're distributing the weapons. And um, let, Nick, let, me,
5: let me just say this real quick. Okay. I think it's the dumbest shit ever to have all these fucking guns on a plane full of
0: convicts. Right. Like, why why? would
5: they? Why would they? It doesn't make any sense. Why is that? Why? Why? Exactly. Because, look, you didn't want a gun on the plane. You didn't want somebody to have a gun, but you have all these fucking guns. That
0: is what we call... Plot. A A (laughs) MacGuffin! Damn. So, as we learned a few episodes ago, a MacGuffin is something that's in the movie strictly to move the plot along. Yes. Like having an arsenal of guns underneath a plane full of convicts dumbass so um yeah so they found out because danny trejo saw the planes coming so they're trying to dig the plane out and then all that shit happens everything explodes meanwhile cameron's over at the fire truck trying to find a syringe which he finds but while he's doing that cyrus has all the convicts together and he's got a like, coke cans set up and a little thing and he's like okay this is the boneyard mm-hmm. this is where the cars are coming this is the plane. This is the hangar. And then there's one stupid guy that's like, oh. He points at a rock and he's like, what's that? <laughs> Cyrus <laughs> goes, that's a rock. And he knocks it out of the way. But A little comedy relief there. So then, um, while everything's, ex- okay, so the the all the cops and everybody come in. And Cyrus is smart, because he's like, we're going to take out the last car mm-hmm. and the first car. Pin them in. Pin them in. That's and then Kuzak realizes it too late, and he's like, they'll be slaughtered. And then he's trying to get them out of there, but it's too late. Everything explodes. They're firing rocket launchers. They had set up a bunch of propane tanks. They blew those up. Mm-hmm. And it was like, a shame to watch that propane.
5: The propane.
0: So anyway, um, so then... <laughs> Nicolas Cage is running in slow motion and jumping over cars and exploding shit and all I can hear in my head at this point for some reason is the Baywatch music because they always had David Hasselhoff like running in slow motion with like the little paddle thing and that horrible 90s Baywatch Mm -hmm. music. You could almost make a video of that to this. I thought you were going to say run
5: four is oh my god well, I guess
0: that too now that I know it's Bubba on the plane
5: <laughs> right that he's running too
0: right <laughs> so once they get in the plane so Trejo makes a beeline once the cop starts showing up he makes a beeline to the plane because he's gonna rape that guard right he's dead set on it so he goes in and he's gonna rape the guard and then um Johnny 20 Bubba Bubba is on the floor. He's like, you want to fight somebody? Fight me. And he's like trying to drag himself over there to help her. Showing he's a good dude too, you know? Right. And, um, John Cusack saves the day again. He drives a big old truck into the line of fire. So all the cops can get in behind it and start shooting. So they're making a, an effort to get towards the truck. Um, Nicholas Cage, as he gets to the plane, you notice there's a giant cable connected to the plane. So he wraps it around this big ass pole. So if they try to take off, it'll, it'll slow, slow it, down, it down at least. So then he jumps in. He saves the female guard. He gets his buddy the insulin. There's all <laughs> kinds of shooting. All hell is breaking loose. Steve Buscemi comes walking back up to the plane, and he's got a freaking doll in his hand. And again, you're like, oh, fuck. No. Right. So then all the convicts are black, in, black, black. back <laughs> in the plane. At least I didn't say they were back in the gun. They're back in the plane. Um, Cyrus, as they're taking off, Cyrus sees the cable. He's like, we're tied up. And he starts shooting at the pole. And the cable comes loose. They're dragging the cable. The cable goes through the little garage thing where John Cusack stashed O'Brien's car. Mm -hmm. It hooks Hooks on to the axle of the Corvette somehow and drags it out as the plane takes off. And the car is hanging behind the plane just as uh, Kuzak's boss and O'Brien show up and he goes, is that your car? And he's like, that's impossible. I left it back at the office. <laughs> so then the plane takes off with the car in tow. They're standing by the cargo thing, looking out at the car being dragged behind the plane. They're in the air. And fucking uh, Nicolas Cage goes, any other day, that might seem strange. <laughs>
5: these damn one-liners
0: so then the car falls and it lands right in front of john kuzak his boss and o'brien it just and o'brien sees the license plate and realizes it's his oh shit that is my car what do you know so um then home Sweet alabama starts playing and they're taking off and everybody's partying on the plane they show the plane flying over this trailer park Thank you, Lord Jesus in heaven. We see the, the little, little girl, girl with her other doll, and she's like, waving. "Bye, <laughs> see you later. Thanks for not raping and killing me. Where my head is a hat. I appreciate it." So she's okay. So that's when Steve Schmee <laughs> does the whole line of "What is irony?" A bunch of idiots dancing on a plane to a band that died in a plane crash. You know. So um. And the gay boy right oh yeah and he found a dress while he was down there and he right. was dancing around <laughs> and his name in the movie was like Sally Can't Dance or something like that it's hilarious but he reminded me of John Leguizamo of course and from uh, Wong Tu Wong Fu Foo. that's why you have to Dude, I almost wish they would have got Leguizamo for this character yes. but he would have had to have a bigger part I think right. he's, he's, all, he's one of my favorite actors I love that guy
5: especially look especially in Spawn
0: oh man he's was clown. clown It's freaking awesome have you seen Summer of Sam I haven't he was really in that movie too. He was like a, he wasn't a killer or a cop or anything. He was a regular character that falling around, but mm-hmm. that was a good movie. Anyway. Also, um, oh man, the meth movie. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Uh, he was in that too. And I can't, spun, spun, spun. If you ever get a chance to see spun, if you want a weird movie, it's a good one to watch. So anyway, um, so then Vig Rames is figuring out that, uh, who nicholas cage is because he finds his documents Mm -hmm. just and he finds the other guy dead and all this other shit. so then he goes and tells cyrus and cyrus does this big speech where he's like somebody's a traitor somebody did this somebody did that and i want to know who it is he goes and how do you how do you get to know who the traitor is he grabs the female guard dude they are bound to determine to kill or rape this woman through this whole movie he grabs her, and he's about to kill her. And uh, Nicholas Cage is going to jump up, and then uh, Bubba jumps up instead. Right. And he's like, it was me! Well, Cyrus already knows it's it's Poe. But he kills his friend anyway, because his friend was like, he doesn't know that he got his insulin. Mm-hmm. So he was like, it was me. I've been acting deathly sick this whole time. Pretty smart, huh? And he's like, yeah, that was pretty smart. And he Ow. shoots him. And he's like, oh, no. So then... Um, Cyrus has the info on Poe and he's reading <laughs> he's reading the letter. My dad my birthday's on June, June 14th. 14th. My daddy gets out of prison on June 14th. I get to meet my daddy June 14th. And I was like, oh my god, here we go again with fucking June 14th. So then he's got the bunny out of the box again. And he holds it up and he holds a gun to it and he goes One move, and the bunny gets it. I fucking love Cyrus in this movie. (laughs) So then then the helicopters show up right after that. Mm -hmm. The helicopters show up, and O'Brien is dead set on shooting down the plane. They've got it locked in, and then John Kuzak's in the other helicopter. He gets them to move in the way so they can't shoot it. And then as this is happening, um, a bunch of shit happens, and Poe gets away, shuts the gates in between where everybody's at in the cockpit and gets in the cockpit and gets on the radio and is like, I have control of the plane now. Everything's okay. So John Cusack is begging O'Brien, don't shoot down the plane. We got it back. We got, we got it back. We got
5: our guys on it or whatever. Right.
0: So then the female guard, um, that's what happened. She knocked out Cyrus. And um, they're telling him to land the plane in Vegas. But like the the nearest airports in Vegas, you should be able to see it right there. And then swamp thing, the guy that's flying the plane is like, "We got one engine out." He goes, "I'm not going to be able to make it there. We're going to have to land this on the strip." And when I say land, I mean crash. They're going to crash on the strip. <laughs> so then there, it's all kinds of turbulence and hell's breaking loose. They're about to crash. And Steve Buscemi's sitting in his seat, holding his little Barbie doll, and he's like, "He's got, he's got the, the whole, whole world." world. In his hand. <laughs> so then it's cool. They do this, the cool shot where the plane takes out the hard rock guitar. And then it's crashing into casinos and everything else. And in the trivia, I found that they were going to demolish the Sahara anyway. So they got to use it in this movie to plash, crash the plane into it. Because oh, they were going to demolish it anyway. Tight. So that was actually the Sahara hotel and casino that they crashed into. So then... Um, they're taking out everything. They're right coming right down the strip. Um, Cyrus comes back, and he shoots the gate open. And he gets in, and he's got Poe, and he's got the gun to his face. And he's like, I just want you to know the last thing your little girl is ever going to smell is my breath. Like, I am going to kill your family after I kill you. So then, thankfully, the plane hits something and they get knocked away, and he doesn't. He gets saved in the crash, so he doesn't get killed. Uh, you find out that Bubba's still alive. <coughs> I wish you'd have told me that earlier in the podcast. I could have been calling him Bubba this whole time.
5: Yeah, his name, uh, so Bubba. then
0: uh, Bubba's still alive, and he's like, "I'm going to save your life." And the prisoners are coming out on the strip, and they're getting arrested, and there's paramedics everywhere. Well, Cyrus. Rames and uh, Swamp Thing are sneaking away and they managed to get onto a fire truck. Mm-hmm. Then they go back in the plane. Well, they had tied Jan- Danny Trejo up. They had handcuffed him. Mm-hmm. And then they found out he was dead and his he had kind of ripped away from his arm. They're like, yep, this guy's dead and his arm's still hanging there and it's showing the tattoo. So like, oh, the piece of shit rapist got what was coming for him, for, for him <laughs> you know, coming to him. So Trejo's dead. Your tacos suck. Right, yeah. And that's what you get. <laughs> so um they have the little moment with Bishop and Poe where she's like, thank you, and she kisses him on the cheek, and thank you for saving my life and looking out for me, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, hey, next time take the bus. <laughs> oh, 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 oh,
4: oh, oh, oh.
0: oh, my God. Oh, my God. So then... um. They're taking a fire truck, and Nicolas Cage and Cusack both notice at the same time, and they both jump on police motorcycles and look at each other like, Yeah, let's do this! So they American take badass. off. badass. Right? I am American badass. So then they take off on the motorcycles, and there's a chase scene between the fire truck and the motorcycles. And uh, Cyrus is on the ladder. Oh, I put Cage and Cusack on motorcycles. Why not? (laughs) So Cyrus is on the ladder of the uh, fire truck while this is going on. Um, Ving Rhames is like hanging off the back end of it.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: Nicholas Cage gets right up to the ladder and jumps and grabs the rung of the ladder and lets the motorcycle go. The motorcycle goes straight and crashes right into Ving Rhames on the back of the truck and blows up and kills him. So Diamond Dog is now dead. Mm -hmm. Um. So now he's trying to climb up the ladder and Cyrus is trying to keep him from getting on the ladder, like stomping at him and stuff. And he uh, stabs, he's got like a broken piece of wood or something, stabs it through his leg, uh, through Cyrus's leg. And then he climbs up on the ladder and they're still fighting. And then um, Poe handcuffs him to the ladder and trying to keep him there, you know. So then Kuzak now jumps off that ch- is on the truck and he was trying to get... He was hitting the top of it with an axe mm-hmm. trying to get into where the driver's at and then he ended up jumping off the truck because they were coming up on a building. Well, um, Cyrus ends up getting thrown from the truck through a window, all the way through the building, through the other window, down into some power lines and he's getting electrocuted. And are like, oh shit. So then he isn't dead for some reason which he survived is, all that which
5: is a lot that he just lands happened.
0: yeah for some reason he lands on like a uh conveyor belt like in some kind of foundry this was so tom and jerry and weird and he rolls off the conveyor belt lands on the thing and this big old thing comes down and crushes his head yeah i don't yeah can um, i interject here here's what i would have liked to have seen he hits the wires. You'd think he got electrocuted. At the very end of the movie, where Poe is reunited with his family, Cyrus comes out of the crowd with a gun. This ain't over, Poe! And then gets taken out by either Poe or John Cusack or some or Bishop. Bishop could have shot him. Right. Like, thank you for saving my life. Here's the repair. Wow. You know, I think that would have been even better. If he wasn't going to be dead from the wires, I think that would have been cooler. I don't know. That's just me. So, he gets his head crushed. The fire truck crashes into an armored car and explodes. So now Swamp Thing's dead. Money goes everywhere. People are in the streets. They're all happy because it's raining money. Um, They go to the cops who found the doll, but not Steve Buscemi. So Steve Buscemi, again, just walked away. So then Kuzak and O'Brien have a, like a makeup moment where they're like, oh, man, at least we got it done, da-da-da. And uh, they kind of make up, and they're kind of friends again. And he goes, I just wanted to apologize for your car. He goes, I was bored of that car anyway. He goes, well, all right then. You know, they're like, oh, we're buddies now. We made it through something.
5: No one would say they are bored of that car.
0: Right. So then uh, Nicholas Cage is finally reunited with his wife and his daughter. And he's like, hello, hummingbird. And then he tries to give it. He's got the rabbit, and the rabbit's all filthy and wet and nasty, and tries to give it his daughter. And she's kind of shy and backs away. But then she warms up to him and gives him a hug, and he gives it a bet, and she takes the rabbit. He's like, I killed men for this bunny. You better take it. just get Better it, take man. it. So um, <laughs> she finally gets her bunny, and they're playing all the, you know, how do I live without you? And it's a nice ending. Like, oh, it's a happy ending. He got together with his family. Then the last shot of the movie is the craps table in in one of the hotels, And guess who's shooting crabs?
5: Steve Buscemi.
0: Steve Buscemi. And he's got a little umbrella drink in his hand. And he's winning. And he's wearing a three-piece suit. God knows where he got it. And that's how the movie ends. (laughs) Steve Buscemi is on the loose. And that, my friends, was Con Air. All right. Scale of 1 to 10 overall. What do you think? It's a 6. I'm going to go with, yeah, I would say a six or a seven. I don't even know that. I, would, I think a six. There was too many. Uh, I liked it. Uh, don't get me wrong. I like I liked this movie. movie. Yeah. But there are too many cringeworthy moments where oh. you're like,
4: oh.
0: Yeah. But as far as like a quintessential 90s action movie, it is definitely that. It's like Nicolas Cage said. It is. Everything in the movie is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the movie they were talking about in the Saturday Night Live clip was Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance.
5: Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I just watched that movie recently.
0: Mm-hmm. It's bad.
5: Very, very, very bad. bad.
0: Like, the first one was... The first one... Okay. Well, the first one had Eva Mendes in it. Yeah. Was she in the second one? I don't even no. remember. The first one had Eva Mendes in it. I don't watch anything.
5: So, like, the first one's pretty badass. I can say pretty badass, but it was... It was
0: I liked the first one a yeah. lot. I really did. Second one... It's... Yeah. Bleh.
5: Yeah. And my dad was actually watching the first one the other day, so...
0: I can think of both of them pretty quick. Speaking of parental figures, Mm -hmm. next weekend Mm -hmm. is Mother's Day on Sunday. Oh, yeah. So, hello. Right. So, (laughs) I think that was my Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire. Next Sunday is so we're going to be recording on Saturday, which means you guys might actually get the episode on On Sunday Sunday. if I'm not too lazy. Um, Which is going to be a challenge for me because I usually do all my shit on Saturday. Like I get all the audio together, so I'm going to have to do it earlier in the week
4: Mm -hmm.
0: and uh, get the movie watched because the movie we're going to watch is a little bit long. Um, Let's go ahead and check that preview out right now. Coming up next time on the 700 Tapes Podcast. Where's it at? Why is it not playing... I double-clicked on it. What the hell? Oh, I know what I did. So, okay then. (laughs) So that's how we do things here on uh, the 700 Tapes Podcast. Every once in a while, you get a little bit of a flub. We're going to try that again. We'll edit it out in post. We really won't. But let's see what we're doing next time on the 700 Tapes Podcast. Oh, fuck you. McGuffin. Okay. So how's your day going, Roman? Let's talk a little <laughs> bit while I get this queued up here. I made a goof and I didn't make a uh what happened was I made an audio file and with, I did not make with no audio. Well no, I didn't make it into a uh MP three. So let's talk about this first. Let's let's do this. Damn. Um, there's something since it's mother's day next Sunday, and we're going to be filming on Saturday or recording on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I am former, formally challenging you,
5: oh.
4: Mr.
0: Legacy Alvarado oh, shit, to a yo mama fight to yo
5: mama war.
4: So
0: I'm giving you a week's notice. Okay. I want you to gather up your best. Yo mama's. All right. and come prepared All right. because we're gonna have a knockdown drag out yo mama fight yo mama fight <laughs> and and get this ready because i want to do this up correctly okay i want to um do this uh, like a uh like a wrestling event like oh, i want shit. you to do a promo we're gonna oh, promo damn. each other okay before we go into the yo mama fight like let me tell you something. Uh, I'm, not gonna do, I'm not going to do Macho Man again because my throat just <laughs> recovered from the last time I did it. But yeah, just oh, uh, just shit. know you were formally challenge. challenged. I challenge you to a duel. To the Yo Mama fights. <laughs> it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I'm, I've got some music I'm going to put behind it and everything. It's, oh, it's going to be pretty badass. Maybe we'll do some intros. Okay. Wang whatever, from Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> the legacy, Roman Alvarado. <laughs> All right, so I have stalled long enough. The challenge has been laid down. We got a big episode coming Gauntlet. for you next time. Gauntlet. Let's check out what we're watching.
4: You're going out there to destroy them, right? Not to study.
1: Son of a bitch, Call I mean. Me. The may be involved. <laughs> exactly, we dealing with here.
0: Just one of those things managed to wipe out my entire crew.
1: Ready to get it
0: on. Go!
1: I think mean, we got
2: something here. Ripley,
4: don't be afraid. Come on. I don't know how you managed to stay alive,
1: but these soldiers are here to protect you.
2: It won't make any difference.
1: What is that? I don't know. Nobody touched nothing.
2: I got signals, I got readings. There's something
3: moving in. It ain't us.
4: Her, you bitch.
0: There it is. <laughs> so if you guys don't know what that was, shame on you.
5: Shame on you.
0: For Mother's Day, we're gonna do a big and we are going to be doing aliens.
5: Oh, I thought it was species. So what is <laughs> wrong with you?
0: Damn! So, yeah, we're going to be doing Aliens because it's a good Mother's Day movie. You got the, the queen. queen. You got, you got Ridley queen. acting the as the, the surrogate mother for Newt. Come on, Newt man. delivering all of her lines in Oscar caliber. <laughs> they come out at night. They mostly come out at night. Mostly. And then the best part, and I'll talk about this again, is when they're trying to get to talk about her parents, she's like, they're dead. There, I said it. Can I go now? <laughs> So, so like 80s, you know. Oh, yeah, totally. Like punk <laughs> game over, man. Two weeks and I was out. Oh, it's gonna be great. Right. I, I love this movie so much.
5: I haven't seen it in a while, so I get to dust it off. Oh, hell yeah. So I get to dust it off. Ro hasn't
0: seen it yet either, so I get to oh, watch it with her. That's gonna be really shit. cool because we watched the first Alien, and we haven't watched Aliens yet. So, that's coming at you next time. Um, until next time, we're going to leave you out with a little Leonard Skinner in here. He's got the whole world <laughs> in his hands. On behalf of my badass co-host, Mr. Roman Alvarado, The Legacy. Check him out if you want a face mask. Look okay. him up, The Legacy, on uh, Facebook, yep. Instagram, the IG tip. Send us an email, uh, 700tapes at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, until next time for the Legacy Roman Alvarado, I am Jasperino, and we will catch you, motherfuckers, on the flip side. Ouch.